Hey, welcome everybody to podcast number 116. Uh, only a week and a half away from the TPC. Uh, amazing start to the WCBT season. The Autumn Open was fantastic, 211 entries. I know we've talked about it over the last couple podcasts, but the WCBT is off to a hot start and uh, the TPC is looking to be even bigger than it ever has been. Fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be huge. Yeah, yeah you're until, right. But before until, we get there, though, like, Carrie, we, don't you have an icon of Weber yet for the opening <laughs> 5K New crew? you got to be able to just swap them out depending on who's missing. Like, I mean, let's, right. let's, let's make notice here. No Dexter, right? <laughs> Dexter Wiseman's not in, but the so other twin I, is in tonight. Yeah. So I, I wasn't was even going to bring it up this week. I was yeah. tempted <laughs> to play the other one I already have prepared, but it would be Tim out and Adam in, and I didn't think that would be appropriate. So I went with the original. These things take time, people. It's not like I have a lot of free time. <laughs> okay, I, I knew almost a week ago. Hey, yeah, that, yeah, that's, that's, yeah. that's a new record for me. I, 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 had a, I had a busy week. I had a busy week. <laughs> Fair. You're, you're forgiven. It's all good. <laughs> oh, man. But I'll, yes, make, the I'll make sure for the next one. Yeah. Although I do see Dexter in the chat. Well, yeah. What's well, it? Just didn't want to join in tonight. Eh? Just gonna, this going to be the guy chirping in the chat every five minutes. Is that the way it's going to work, Dex? What? <laughs> so um, let, let's actually bring up the first thing that we just thought of literally two minutes before this podcast started. We're going to give away a piece of apparel from 5Pin Universe. So to get in, you have to... Uh, oh, here, I'll share, I'll share it here for everybody. Oh, there it is. Uh, the hashtag... <laughs> 5PU draw and we'll give away a piece of merch this week and as a bonus if you can take a picture of us actually being live streamed on your device or on your monitor or at your bowling alley or whatever and you send it to one of the four of us we'll make it any one of us or to 5pin universe directly we will add you to a draw for next week as well. Right before the press conference, we'll give away another item. But it has to be while it's live. So we'll have to have that little live marker on it if it's on Facebook or YouTube or whatever. Yeah, we want to see pictures of where are you live streaming from? Are you at the bowling alley right now? Do you have it up on the screen at the bowling alley and playing playing league? Let's take a picture of it, right? Send that to us. Are you just, you know, casually sitting on the couch watching the Oiler game tonight? gonna win again right oilers oilers right send us a picture where, where are you watching from right we want to we want to know <laughs> look at this guy he's not a part of one podcast and he thinks he can pick us apart he's not wrong though can't, <laughs> can't we put him on mute or something oh yeah probably we could block him You're probably doing us all a favor you know this is probably the best podcast yet <laughs> yeah, yeah, mic drop it's four minutes in and we're saying it's the best one ever <laughs> oh my god Ty- Tyson Nelson there you sent me one I don't know what he's eating though that looks gross it looks like some kind of soup or something is it a spud yes yeah, I, don't know. Yeah. I don't know but I tell you what he needs to clean up like, there's a lot of dust around the television of course he can use filters that works perfectly fine Jen we're good with that yeah. <laughs> maybe we look Ray, better with filters on Ray that makes the sense can't you comment on the live into the comment section too you can probably put it into there 
Yeah, I'm not too sure. Somebody share one of the pictures in the comment section. We'll see if we can see it on our side. Yeah, like, where, yeah, where are you live streaming from? And all you guys think I like you. Who says I'm going to actually forward these along? Like, <laughs> yeah. G- Gino just sent me... Adam's uh, trying to figure it out. I can definitely see that Adam's yes, working sir. on it. He's working you know, hard you know at it. I, I, I've never received a free piece of swag from WCBT or 5PMU. This is, <laughs> oh. feels like my only chance. Okay. Yeah. I, um, I think you've earned yourself maybe a, maybe something there, whatever. Yeah, maybe. I, I, think I will. At the, at the end of today, I'm going to win one. Is, no, I think, I think we, should get him a pair, we should get him a pair of sweatpants with a cuffed leg. <laughs> Right? Oh, so you can style. go jogging. <laughs> Beggars don't be choosers, man. You know, actually, it's, you know, it's, it's you, an expensive you know, gift. Do you know how do you get them? Do you just throw some? Uh, you probably spill your drink on them on TPC. He'll buy whatever. You yeah, need. That's right. it, you're not wrong. <laughs> Where do you think this shirt came from? <laughs> oh man. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's do a little banter about the TPC. So Timmy, as the resident uh, on the board of the WCBT committee or well, TPC committee, mm-hmm. uh, let us know how it's looking, what's going on. Yeah, it's it's exciting. Uh, we we had our finally put our priority deadline done for October 26th, so yesterday. Um, so everything's kind of set in stone for those people that are uh, looking to see where they are, what not. Uh, it was absolutely crazy this year. Um, I haven't seen so many people swap <laughs> shifts left, right, and center. I don't know. Maybe it's a new tournament them for them this year, but it's, it was absolutely crazy going back and forth. But uh, um, the neat part for us is if you look at Friday and, and Thursday, there's no re-entries on those shifts, right? Those are all unique players. So um, it's going to make it a little bit easier for us, and it's going to honestly drive Saturday and make that filled up even more. So... Um, hoping to have the max, you know, you always hope to have the max at 256 plus Thursday. Um, yeah, I'm really excited about it. Obviously, you're always a little nervous with everything going on, but you know, thankfully, Autumn Open was the first one was the guinea pigs, and and we have everything set up for protocols and whatnot. And uh, um, we just got our liquor order in partial, and it's pretty fucking big. And uh, <laughs> we've got 20 kegs coming tomorrow, and. Uh, my Pepsi order didn't show up today, so that's why I always order a week in advance, just in case. Mm-hmm. Because the last thing you can do is, is for it to show up. So yeah, we're 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 getting there. It's it's just tough. You you can only do so much work until things. Um, Dexter, this is not about you, okay? It's about me. <laughs> hey, hey, Dex, do you, do you think you might be able to do tensions uh, at some point this week? Tensions are or maybe fix the headpins, right, Dex? Or, or like every single lane at Sherwood Bowl? Yeah. <laughs> It's okay. You know what? Can we make sure the ball returns actually return your ball after you throw well, the ball? That, Sounds you know like what? a sore spot there, Adam. What what happened? Did you did you get roasted on a corner that didn't carry? Or no, no, I no, I I get that all the time. But uh, I, I keep bringing it up to him. But uh, yeah, I don't know. He, yeah, he, you know he, he, uh, he keeps he keeps complaining about Tim not doing any of that work, and then he doesn't do it. So well, or, or well, <laughs> but. but <laughs> Um, but yeah, you know, let's talk about Dexter. Uh, he shoots four hundred three on Sunday, but he had a, don't know he had four hundred three on Sunday, and then oh, he had okay, okay. Then he had three eighty eight on Thursday, but he actually four hundred three, but he fouled. So who fouls? <laughs> I mean, who fouls on a four hundred? Well, at least he somebody came that back doesn't in, tie his yeah. laces. I'm sorry, <laughs> there was massive scores though on Sunday night, right? At our, our match play Sunday night, there was three guys over twelve hundred. So. We see the lanes are already playing in good shape. So for anybody coming in, look forward to coming and, and throwing big, big scores. It, yeah. it, it, they're happening already. 
Um, not quite a pie house yet, but no, getting there, not. getting there. You, you know what? What I, I'm really <laughs> interested on how the approaches are going to hold up. Um, just with synthetic lanes, like I was telling. Uh, it's $16 sandwiches. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. I'm going to plate them in gold for you, Mitch. Um, but uh, I just the approaches. When you, there, there's so many people that are there. It's going to get so humid on certain shifts. I, I have a feeling they're going to get heavier, right? It's just a matter of time. So I would just learn to, to adjust to that because it's just with synthetic approaches. But that's the only thing I'm really worried about is just learning how to adjust to that, right? So I'm playing Friday morning, so that's not my problem. Yeah. yeah, you got about 26, 27 people already playing Thursday afternoon. Yeah. You know, getting a, getting a shot done early. And then you've yeah. got the Invitational that's packed for the, the $1,000 entry on the men's and the ladies' side. So that's yeah. going to be a pretty fun night to watch that Thursday. It'll be a bit of a production, I'm sure, to it. Super excited. We're missing just, we're looking, we're scrounging up for one lady uh, to fill the last spot for the ladies. And right. I'm certain we will. Um, just a. Uh, just been tough trying to fill that one up this year, but uh, yeah, we have thousand, we have fit, uh, sixteen spots uh, for the thousand dollar buy-in, and uh, there is one lady playing with us, so I'm super excited she is. And yeah, uh, I, I don't know about you, but I'm always nervous about the draw more than the invitational, because <laughs> you always want to know who you want to play, right? And yeah, when uh, you do, when's that draw happening? Uh, we're gonna do it on probably Sunday, Sunday night. Match so, play. Yeah. Or yeah. Perf- you, before yeah. it or, yeah. Well, I don't know. We haven't decided yet. Maybe but during, maybe during Dar- match play. Yeah, Daryl. Oh, yeah. Why don't we, we, we get uh, Mark and uh, Henry to do it? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Dawson. <laughs> Dawson yeah. Henry to do it. Yeah, that'll be 15 minutes later and, and two draws done. I mean, that would yeah. be them. But uh, I, I'm excited. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't uh, announced the name yet because I kind of want to keep it a secret. But I think it's probably the strongest field we've had. Awesome. I, yeah. Um, Five Pin Universe will also be streaming those the Invitational on Thursday. The WCBT will stream the main event stuff, but us as Five Pin Universe will will stream. Um, hopefully, we'll be able to stream the guys and the ladies at the same time on the same screen for everybody watching. You won't be able to see all the matches, but we'll try and get one one of each going on. Yeah, maybe a, maybe a bit of commentary there, bud. Yeah, if you're if you're looking looking to commentate, you're all yeah. over it. Yeah, no, I've already uh, chatted a bit with Johnny about it, and sort of obviously you guys will be playing, so happy to watch you guys play. But it also keeps me me busy on the side and something to do. And I know there's lots of people out there watching it online than they are watching it in person. Uh, hmm. Maybe there's people watching it in person and would put the headphones and still listen to me commentating it while they're in are the you, building you, watching are it. Are you one of those guys who goes to the uh, Eskimo <laughs> games and has the 630 yeah. chat the radio, on the radio. Oh, I, yeah. I, 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 one of the I, baseball, isn't it? Isn't it baseball I, games? Oh, most the, there's there's an old guy in my dad's section that does that. I'm like, you are oh, the, just nuts. <laughs> Or the racetrack. Definitely oh, yeah. the racetrack. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So enough TPC, but quickly let's do um, Pro Team League. We had that, and we also did the eight gamer carry. So Pro Team League, we had Sunday morning. The Dream Crushers played uh, the Heartland Heartland Kingpins and the Okanagan Eclipse. Uh, you yeah. three all played. Successful weekend. How was that first match, first game day for you guys playing that? I mean, well, Carrie, you probably don't have a whole lot to say about this. <laughs> Some of us played. <laughs> I got I got yanked in the first match against Okanagan Eclipse more than deserving because uh, I wasn't very sharp. But the rest of the team played really well. We uh, neat. We, hey? we, we, we held our own. We held our yeah. own. You know, um, 
yeah, if if Carrie Carrie was a female, I'm sure he would have been in for Katie at one point. But <laughs> no, you know, we, just switch one letter. I should have been in for sure. Yeah, I yeah. mean, but uh, you know, we only had the one female, and, and Katie struggled a little bit. But um, we we it was good. It was a lot. I, I I'll be honest with you. I did not know what to expect, and it was a lot more fun and more intense than I thought it was going to be for us. Um, just playing on your own lane and everything else like that. I didn't didn't know how to go and I thoroughly enjoyed it and it was much better uh, much better experience than I ever could have anticipated for it right I so. don't know what all those coaches have to say bad about you Tim you played well you always play well on teams I don't know why you're always benched all the time I don't get it yeah I don't know maybe it's a maybe it's a thing hey you know and and let's let's speak about our coach a little bit um, so raw with a lot of emotion and uh, and he, he talked a whole lot. No, Danny was pretty quiet. But, uh, yeah, um, just let you guys do your thing. Yeah, you know what? It was, it was great. Was uh, We beat Heartland. And I think that was our main goal. I know I talk a lot of smack to Robert. And uh, halfway through, it was real tight. And Carrie's like, we better not lose them or we never hear the end of this. <laughs> <laughs> so, Hi, Robert. Yeah. yeah, so thank fuck we won. That's all I have to say. But it was it was super great. It was it was a good experience. Both matches were super close, and uh, that's all you can ever ask for. Yeah, mm-hmm. De- definitely a cool experience. Uh, that that whole single lane thing was kind of odd, right? Uh, but it was just nice to get back into a pit with you know a group of, of people, uh, getting your your double high fives, and, and just just kind of getting back into that kind of open feel was was really cool. Uh, I, I think we were quite fortunate because there was a couple other events going on at, uh, at Sherwood at the same time. So so it didn't uh, it, it wasn't weird not having sounds kind of going on next year. Uh, but uh, boy, it, it, it was definitely fun just to get back in there. I, I ended up losing both matches, uh, just a couple you know solid two sixties, which just isn't good enough. But uh, yeah, we, we shot a couple thirteen hundreds and yeah, it was, it was fun. It was good. Um, it was, so. It, it, Sorry. Uh, so, if people want to see the the standings and stuff like that, they can go to fivepinuniverse.ca and go to the Five Pin Universe events. The standings are at the bottom of the page, and you can kind of see how how teams have been playing and stuff like that, and keep up to date if you can't watch live. Mm-hmm. And there's what uh, another one this weekend. So we've got a couple mm-hmm. of Thunder Bay teams and Grand Prairie playing Grand this Prairie. weekend. Um, Obviously, every Sunday morning as much as possible. Is that full schedule made public now, Carrie? No, we were going to make it public, but we've run into a couple more schedule issues. So I'm going to have to figure that out. So for that Maybe. reason, we're not going to we're not going to make it public till probably halfway through the season once but we maybe we can do everything. the next three weeks this is what the next three weeks mm-hmm. if we know those are for sure i mean even if there's changes in that i don't know Obviously, yeah there's the, tpc the change the changes are actually within that time frame so oh, okay got it, <laughs> got it. Never i'm hoping to get it all figured out yeah. but yeah no um the next week is definitely ironed out but yeah this sunday morning next one yeah. halloween morning get up and have some chocolate and start the day off right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, and then uh, um, for the people that don't realize, the semifinals were released today for the 8Gamer. Um, so they are live on our YouTube page. Uh, please go and watch it and you get to see who's competing in the finals. Um, I won't spoil it for those ones that haven't watched it yet, but um, kind of the the guys I would have picked to be in the final anyway. So it worked out uh 
worked out good for the eight gamer. So you're telling me you're telling me that you and Daryl are not supposed to be in the finals together? Well, if it wasn't me and Daryl, it was these two. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah. Or me or Daryl and John Stone or yeah, yeah, pretty much actually everybody in the top twenty four had a really good chance yeah. at it. There's about twenty two <laughs> other guys I'd rather see in the final, but yeah. the, if it wasn't those twenty two, it would be these two for sure. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. Thanks for clarifying um, it. Yeah. It's being released Friday at five Mountain Standard Time, so Perfect. Watch watch all the other ones before you get to uh, Friday at five to watch the new one live. So, um, so I guess we should probably get to our guests. They've been waiting patiently in the background here. Um, let's pay some bills first, so you can become a patron of Five Pin Universe at Patreon.com/slash/FivePinUniverse for as little as two dollars a month, Canadian, and uh, you can help us out. Everybody that's been uh, uh, helping us out already can't thank you enough been doing a great job content's being produced that we're able to get out there and help us live stream events like the Invitational um, the doubles at the Autumn Open we were able to live stream with your guys' help so thank you very much and uh, thanks again to All Star Bowling Sales they are our sponsor of the week we won't be giving away anything this week. We're going to give away our 5-Pin Universe apparel for this week, so make sure you get your uh, your comment in. Hashtag 5-P-U-Draw. Man, that sounds bad. It sounds like you're, we're repping a skunk line or something like that. <laughs> I'll have to figure out a better, uh, <laughs> better tag. Um, all right, we'll run All Starts commercial, and we'll bring our special guest. I don't know why I feel all nervous this week. I don't know what's going on. I'm stumbling over my words more than more than usual. Um, this is where we need in the background the little fist pumps or something like that. So yeah. I can throw in there. But we didn't transfer them over to the podcast banner no. brand back end. It's the no Dexter safety blanket. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the, the nervous laughter on the back end. Dang. Um, so our special guest, obviously, um, if people don't know, the latest perfect game thrower on the WCBT, taking home just under 10 Gs for his efforts. Uh, we got for all the way hailing from BC, Mr. Randy Main. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Welcome. I thought there was some confusion if he was if it was BC or Ontario or Quebec or Newfoundland or you know Yellowknife or something like that. There was a lot of chit chatter going around after that perfect game. Where's he from? It's still confusing for me too. We uh, we made the move during the pandemic, so I didn't really get a chance to tell people from Ontario that I was leaving. The plan was to try to go back at some point and do a proper send off, but that hasn't happened yet. So I'm sure it was news to some people. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, so obviously you are for formerly Ontario. Is there a main region that you're normally hailing from? Uh, I spent the last 15 years in the Toronto area. So you got to hang out with all the all the main Ontario guys and all the big shooters and at least you have to stay away from Mitch Davies he's more Hamilton region right <laughs> he's more Hamilton region yeah actually a lot a lot of the you know bowlers are not from downtown Toronto which is where I was living uh, right so you're, even though you're in the most populous city uh, you're a little bit isolated from the bowling community there hmm so how far of a drive was it to like your nearest bowling center uh, an hour. 
wouldn't be an hour if it weren't for traffic, but right. traffic there is terrible. Yeah, it's an hour, but it's only three blocks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. oh, exactly. Is that where you started bowling, Randy? Like as, as a kid, did you do some YBC stuff? Let's uh, let's go let's go back a few years to where the beginning all started for for bowling. Yeah, um, I started bowling when I was about seven or eight years old, uh, and I actually started in London, Ontario, which is about two hours away from Toronto. It's still a pretty big city, four hundred thousand people. Um, I did my full YBC there at an alley called Bowlerama London which was not part of the Bowlerama chain. Uh, they changed their name a little bit to be Bowl-A-Rama. Um, and it was a nice center. It was 24 lanes, 12 on each side, fantastic viewing area. The, the lanes themselves were about two and a half to three feet below the viewing area. So you could really easily see what was going on uh, and very well maintained place. I think it closed down three or four years ago now. Not too long. Um, That's too bad. Yeah. It's just one one of the ones that just succumbed to the high lease rates, or what? What? Why did they close down? Just people weren't there anymore. What was the problem? Uh, so I wasn't too engaged with bowling there after I moved to Toronto so I don't know too much about what happened uh, yeah. but my understanding is that the original owners there when I was there they were bowlers they love bowling they were very passionate and the alley got bought by a family who had no relation to bowling whatsoever and they were actually just buying the business to give to their son as a practice business so that he could you know learn the ropes of running a business and which sounds nerve-wracking to a bowler you don't <laughs> yeah. you want people who love the sport to be running your alley um my understanding though is that he did a pretty good job and he he engaged with the leagues he engaged kept it going for quite some time but you know he's got no incentive to pass it on to somebody else and eventually he just got tired and sold it i guess right that's too bad yeah, it's interesting, so it you know, obviously so many of them have closed across the country and it's, you know, why and what the reasons and what, what happens out there. It's, uh, it's just heartbreaking that obviously more of them closed, so just more interested in that. Yeah, I, I really wanted to go back and actually play one more time there before it closed and I didn't actually get the chance. It happened so fast, so unfortunate, but that's, that's how it's going right now, right? Um, yeah. So I did my YBC there uh, and maybe a year or two uh, in the adult leagues before I moved away for school. I went to a small town called Peterborough and bowled a couple of years there. Um, did Masters over those two years, did the Open, basically did every tournament I could possibly try to get into at that point. My, uh, my parents were really good about uh, basically driving me everywhere. Uh, they would take time off work they would they would drive to toronto to pick me up and take me to tournaments i took advantage of it and bowled a lot over those years uh then i moved to toronto and um kind of fell away from bowling a little bit and fell into the city life big city uh, you know i'm in my 20s i want to go have some fun <laughs> and <laughs> yeah start, kind of bowling took a back seat for a little bit uh yeah, I spent I spent all the time in Toronto up until just last year when I moved to BC. I feel like there was a, a connection to Dave Post or Al Hong or somebody about Peterborough, the Peets. I could just visualize Posty. Visu Posty. Yeah. Posty's from Peterborough. 
Yeah. Yeah, I can just remember him talking about you know junior hockey and talking about the the, the Pete's right. So. Yeah, I I didn't I, I I know Dave. I I didn't get to know him too well though. It was, it was just kind of in passing at tournaments, but uh, I actually didn't know he was from Peterborough. <laughs> yeah. So there you go, Posty. Shout out there to Posty. Go. There you go. Win 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 for the five pin, you guys. Hey, Posty, are you watching? Yeah. <laughs> nice. But um, back in the day, like when you're in London. Um, who are some of the guys that, you know, would have been the better players or days or any, some really great players that we would know name wise cut that, that would have played out of, out of London that you're watching as you're getting growing up. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, actually, as I was doing YBC there, uh, Dave Cameron was, was one of the top shooters out of the zone. I actually didn't get to see him too much or play with him too much. Uh, for whatever reason, our paths didn't cross. Um, I spent a lot of time bowling with uh, some of the some of the Bowlerama London guys, uh, Brent, Brendan, Daryl Davidson, uh, Bucky Faulkner, uh, Bob Jolliffe, Chris Jolliffe. Um, you know, guys. I don't. I have no idea if they're still bowling or not. For some of them, some of them are. But uh, and then there was a park and bowl in St. Thomas was kind of the other big big house in the zone. Uh, where the guys like Jim Thorpe and the Luscombs come from. Uh, and then I guess the third house would be Fleetway 40. They they didn't get sanctioned uh, for some reason towards the later years that I was there, or maybe just after I moved away, but they still had some good bowlers. The Pankoffs are from there, so I spent a lot of time bowling with them. Uh, you know, it was it was a strong zone. We, we had some good bowlers, and the competition was tough for sure. I think we remember that chatting with the Pankoffs. They gave that's the, the connection there for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, so success as a, as a bowler, YBC days, a couple of uh, four steps uh, experiences. I mean, a bit of a taste of the competitive life. What was what was those ones like for you? Yeah, I think uh, the first the first four steps I made was back in probably late nineties, ninety seven. I think I was in juniors, and we. You know, I, I was just a casual bowler at the time, probably averaging like 160, 170. I wasn't, I wasn't great, but I wasn't bad for a junior. And that was the first time I got to go to a provincial event. Um, and you know, the provincials were a big thing. You get to go stay at a hotel with all your friends, and you know, have have a ton of fun, and then go bowl this tournament. Uh, it's a, it was a great spectacle, and I think that was that first provincial four steps was what what hooked me on bowling i was like i want this more i want to do this every weekend if i can because it's just so much fun um and we came we came second that year at provincials heartbreakingly so because we were um we were bowling amazing i it was a it was a three game event at the time and we put up uh we put up over a thousand every single game for juniors which is which was very good and we got edged out in the end by I think it was 17 sticks. No, it was 17. I remember that number quite well. <laughs> um, <laughs> we all stick on to those ones, yep. eh, guys? They did the eleven, the nine. You, you yeah. Stick on to those ones, and it, it was all because some uh, a team from somewhere in the GTA, I think, like Bramley, the Central Ontario region, threw like a almost 1300 their last game to just pass us. Uh, I think Bobby Torvo was on that team actually. Um, yeah, it's heartbreaking to lose like that, but you know the experience was enough, and I was hooked. 
And then through my senior years, I had quite a bit of success making senior mixed teams, making tons of four steps teams, got four steps provincial singles experience, um, won, won the master senior towards the later years of my YBC, which was really, really incredible. That was a big, big event. Um, and yeah, you know, it's just, it's so much fun to go and do those tournaments. So it, that, that was it. Why, YBC hooked me and I knew I wanted to do this for the rest of my life. <laughs> nice. I like it. Um, and so then when did you start trying out and playing uh, any of the Opens? You got a couple of Opens and Masters you had ta- chatted about. So what was the first one that came through? And obviously, like you talked about in your zone, um, you know, made a, made a number of zone teams and then Provincials ever going to Nationals or, or close or, or how was the Open experiences? Uh, close, yes. I've actually never made it to a national uh, tournament. You know, I was, I've always been told that it's making a national out of Ontario is almost harder than making the nationals. I don't, I don't know if that's true. I've never been to one. <laughs> so, but, you know, it, it's tough. There's tough competition everywhere in the province. And to make a national was a huge thing. Um, I would say the closest... The closest I got in the adults would have been uh, that second year that I went to the Open. I was playing for the Peterborough men's team, uh, and we we bowled amazing through the event. We were, we were not one of the favorite teams, but we had a good solid team and ended up top after the round robin. Uh, and the stepladder had to get beat twice, and I don't want to disclose what I bowled because it definitely contributed to us not going to nationals <laughs> um but yeah that, that that was the closest it's still on my bucket list that that's one i gotta i gotta check off at some point for sure and is that are you playing masters now you obviously you took a number of years off um are you are you looking to play those now the opens and the masters in in bc well, ever since autumn, I've been getting lots of emails about coming out to play the Masters. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I missed the first event, but, you know, there's still a couple more, and I, it, it's a maybe. I don't know. It's, it's a matter of fitting all, it, all of it into my schedule. It's a matter of finances. Maybe not so much anymore, as we'll talk about. But <laughs> yeah. um, for you, like, um, exactly what area are you in, B.C.? Sorry if I missed that. Yeah, uh, I'm in Maple Ridge. So just that's about half hour outside of Vancouver. We're in, we're in the Fraser Valley region. Fraser Valley okay. North, I think. So a lot of the Masters tournament, do they happen in the Vancouver region? Or I know uh, Ian McRitchie playing out of Prince George, he has quite the drive to go to all the Masters events. I think he still competes in them, but I'm not sure. Is there a lot of travel for that reason um, for the Masters as well? Yeah. I, th- I think uh, if I if I read the schedule right, the first one was on the island, uh, which mm-hmm. has already happened, and I believe mm-hmm. that all the next events are in the the Greater Vancouver area. Which you know that's great for me, but if you're up in Prince George or if you're in the Okanagan, you know that's quite the drive that you've got to make for these events. So yeah, I, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Sometimes they have them in the Okanagan, but I think they probably swap the island and Okanagan. Yeah, right. Sure, sure. Lucky here, and you know, thinking about that oh, in Alberta, right? You mean you've got Edmonton, Calgary, Red Deer, Central. Um, you know, we don't really go up to GP for a Masters event. 
but you get the other, you get the Vancouver's or you get the the BCEs or the Ontarios. I mean, it's such a huge area to go and cover. You know, Manitoba's yeah. obviously got a little bit of distance, but mostly Ma- uh, Winnipeg. You know, Saskatchewan too, like maybe two cities, right? But not yeah. not as big as Vancouver or BC and and Ontario. We're lucky too, like like you're saying, Daryl. Ours are also close, but like we could be having them in Lethbridge or we could have Medicine Hat or we could have them up in GP or Fort Mac isn't really an issue anymore. But like our travel could be so far extended too, but we kind of centralized everything. So everybody has to travel at least at some point. But yeah, I couldn't imagine BC where you have most of your masters in the populated area, but you do have those outlying players that have to travel that far if they just want to compete like our Bonnie McDonald and in Alberta, right? Yeah. Just to travel to every Masters tournament, it's. I get it, but it's tough, man. It's tough for the, yeah, those players, right? To, to go and pig, do that. Right? For Masters, makes it easier if you're making them all yeah. the time, and you know how much it enjoys it. But once you start missing them, that's when it gets easier to, right? Missing the cut, not making the teams. It makes it easier to miss them, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. You don't feel obligated to be there because you're you're a perennial on the team or whatever, right? You just okay well i'm gonna take this year off because i don't feel like driving the eight hours the 10 hours to go play yeah was it different uh, for for alberta masters back in the day like didn't did we have to travel say from edmonton down to lethbridge or any that it was right was it individually it was pure sundays at that point or were they still doing it i don't not since i started playing it's always been the three main the three main centers I, I, I know they played down in Lethbridge and Medicine Hat at some point. I remember that. But I think the the biggest thing was the lack of participation from the South. And I think, from my understanding, um, so they said uh, they were going to centralize it to the three other zones. Um, just, just made a little bit more sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, North I don't want to be Northern, Northern Ontario. Ontario. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Our shortest is doing <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jeff. Oh, <laughs> Poor guy. Well, so, hey, it, so, it, so actually, during during our move uh, from Toronto to Vancouver, we actually drove across the country, um, and Northern Ontario is huge. Turns oh, out, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you drive for days and you still haven't left it. Yeah. Well, it takes it takes us like if we were to drive to Winnipeg for like the Manitoba Open or whatever, it'd be sixteen hours from the Edmonton area. And then I think it's eight hours just to Thunder Bay from Winnipeg. Like, and then you still got how far to get to Toronto? Like, it's it's unreal how how much farther it is. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, so it's over a day. Yeah, crazy. Um, we did, Steve the Barker brings one up about the open uh, single step ladder that was on there. Let's talk chat about that. Uh, I think two thousand four. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's always cool. I mean, making a yeah. making a, a single step ladder, right, at a at a provincial event. You know, we. Yeah, that was so. I, the Ontario Open Provincials at that point was held at Sherwood Bowl in Hamilton. Uh, always, That's right. it, always, because it was a fantastic center to hold that event at. Tons of viewing space, and, and they had and great room. sandwiches. Great sandwiches downstairs. <laughs> and good sandwiches. <laughs> Speaking of sixteen dollar um, sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> So, so that year that I made the single step ladder was actually my rookie year. I was bowling out of London, um, and both myself and Jim Thorpe, who was on our team, made the, the step ladder that year. I was bowling amazing at Sherwood. There was a Masters event uh, just five, 
five or six weeks before the open, maybe not even that much. And uh, I, I threw almost 2,900 for 10, including, you know, almost 1,600 for my first five. And then I walked into the, the open, played my first five and shot 15 and a half again. Uh, didn't do so well on the second day, but I, I managed to make the cut still. And it, yeah, it was, uh, I won my first match. That was, that was nice. <laughs> I figured I would just do absolutely terrible being nervous in front of that many people. But you know, I threw a, I threw a 270 something, a respectable game and won. And then, uh, came up against Steve Barker in the, uh, Sorry, buddy. I wouldn't have brought it up so quick if Barker was the one that you played. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Well played, buddy. Yeah, he, he did that one well. No, he, he bowled. Uh, I don't remember what he bowled. It was a big game. He bowled, he bowled three and a half almost, I think, at me. And, you know, if you're going to lose, you know, the other guy throws three and a half, what are you going to do? There's not much. But it's... Uh, you know, my consolation walking away from that was that Jim Jim Thorpe was in the second spot, and I know he was not going to let me win. There was no way, <laughs> no way I was getting past him. He he would have made that very clear to me if I played him. <laughs> <laughs> right there yeah. you go. But in, in all fairness, I don't think I think Steve had hair back then. Now he doesn't, right? So, jokes on him. <laughs> 2004. Oh. I don't think Barker had hair. I don't think so. No, probably There's not. There's no chance. <laughs> no. Oh, well, that just jokes <laughs> on him. Oh, fuck. <laughs> um, but you mentioned uh, Jim Thorpe. Now, you know, growing up and even those early days, um, obviously being that close and seeing him could have obviously a bit of a, a bowling idol. But chat about him and some of the other people that had the impressions on you when you were younger. Yeah, sure. So, well, Jim was probably you know, the top shooter in, in the zone that I was playing out of, the London Mid-Elgin zone. Uh, especially at that time, he was at the top of his game. Um, and actually, he didn't, we didn't really know each other from YBC. He played in St. Thomas, and I played in, uh, out of London. And I, I, as, as we'll probably talk about a little bit later, I, I don't think I was a very well-liked bowler. I had a really big temper when I came out of YBC and a really big ego. And when I when I shot the qualifying for that, um, I think I I think I put up about twenty eight hundred again for the first ten. And somebody told me that Jim said, "I'm not letting that kid beat me." And threw I don't know what he threw on the second day, but it was close to three thousand to. Uh, to best me at like 5,700 or something. Just cra crazy bowling that he, he was able to just pull out if he really wanted to do it. And the way he threw just was mesmerizing because he didn't throw a hard shot. It was a nice finesse shot, which I was doing as well. I really appreciated it. Just wonderful to watch him bowl. Hmm. Yeah, um, that's awesome. How about and, some, other, some other guys that uh, then too? Yeah, so when, when I went into the adult leagues and got some exposure to them you know some of the ones that stood out uh terry little was was another big bowler mm -hmm. from that region he was down near windsor so kind of like kind of london region but not quite <laughs> still far away but closer than he was to any other uh major city and so i got to see him bowl a lot uh again another nice finesse shot that's just you know great to watch uh, Jim Head was another one that stood out to me. He was he was really at the top of his game as well when I was coming out of YBC. 
and with such a unique style that you just you can't not watch him do it. Mm-hmm. I didn't get to see him during my YBC, so when I joined the Masters and all of a sudden there's this guy bowling like that, and you're like, how how on earth does he do that? Full. I tried. I've tried to do the impressions, and Popeye comes yeah. out. He does impressions, and I've tried, but I don't know if anybody has ever mastered the gym or the the, the gym head impression impression. I'll admit I've tried it too. It's it's not easy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Davies here has a little uh, little comment for you. I'm not sure if that's an inside joke between you two, or if he just he's never seen you get angry or rub anybody the wrong way, or yeah, if there's so an we'll, instance. I, we we've got that as a note for later. I'll I'll dive into a little bit of depth on that. I've I've changed a lot about my mentality towards the game and my mentality towards the other people who play the game. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that a, a little bit later. We will, we will totally get into that. Now, um, you had mentioned earlier before we were doing our banter and the idea came up about playing what's my score. I know there's a lot of fans <laughs> out there on what's my score that haven't played for a while. So I'm, Randy sort of said, you know, I used to have to hand score keep. So I, I used to listen and, and win those all the time. So <laughs> Rand, Randy's thrown a bit of a challenge out there for, for what's my score. I, I think so. Kathy's, Kathy's bowling too. She's yes, Kathy, really are you upset. there? Yeah. Anybody want to? Anybody want to play? What's my score against Randy Main tonight? Well, we might yeah. we might pull that up here in about I, ten minutes. I think Daryl just threw our guest under the bus because I think he said I I'm probably gonna bomb it. He didn't say he was gonna wipe the floor with us. So. So, so, yeah. so I, I I did bring it up before, but I'm now regretting that I had done that. Because, <laughs> you know, I've, I've propped myself up now as somebody who can both manually keep score, but what I haven't mentioned is I also did a math major in university. So if I if I do this and lose, <laughs> it's really going to hurt me. <laughs> um, how about some of the coaches? Um, you know, back then too. There's you've got a few that you've you've mentioned on here. Um, some of those guys that you'd can share with us. Some of the yeah people so, that uh, helped you. My, uh, the first one I put on there was Mike Lore. He was the program director at uh, Bowlerama London. And uh, oh, sorry, one quick second. No worries. Love you. Love you. Just gotta see my darling out here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. okay. Um Yeah, and he he was the YDC program director. He I I was a, you know, a pretty big I was a bit of a star in the YBC there. I was carrying a higher average than the other bowlers, so he took a lot of interest in me and tried to help me as much as he could. I haven't actually been in contact with him much lately. I don't know how he's doing. Um <laughs> but uh maybe if somebody out there stays in contact with him they can let me know. Um, then there was uh, Jerry Cripps. Jerry Ace Cripps was my. Uh, uh, he coached a lot of the YBC senior tournaments I did, like the senior mixed and the youth challenge and stuff like that. And he he was a great coach because he was able to take my head out of being frustrated and getting angry and turned it into jokes and having fun. Uh, he you know if I threw a bad shot he wouldn't come up to me and tell me what to do he would just give me a kick in the ass and say do it better next time and just 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 try to lightheartedly get me bowling a little bit better and get me laughing uh he was fantastic for that um and then you know uh brenda i put on there as well 
Brenda actually taught me, um, she did my coach coaching course, my level one coaching course as an instructor. And I actually learned a lot from her doing, <laughs> you take a, co a course to become a coach and you end up learning more yourself about your own game than you actually do totally. about coaching somebody else's. Uh, so that was really valuable. And she actually, um, the, when I did the single step ladder, she was, she was behind me. She, she did probably didn't know my game the best out of everybody, but you know, I knew she was a solid pick and I knew that if there was something I needed to hear, uh, she would be someone who could, who could get the message through to me and help me out. Um, and then the, the last one is my best friend in bowling that I've had for a long time. Uh, Nathan Cooper. He's, a uh, He's always been a very good friend to me, always giving me little tips here and there. Uh, he probably doesn't know how much he helps me because every time he gives me a tip, I tell him he's wrong and that what he's telling me isn't useful. And then like six, <laughs> six months later, I end up doing it anyways and it works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trust yeah. the process. Trust the process. That's right. Did <laughs> you uh, did you say anything about a, a Jerry Ace Crips or did I miss that part? Yeah, 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 he was. Um, he he did a lot of my YBC coaching of. Uh, like I just love. I just love his name, Ace Ace Crips, right? Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Um, so for anybody knowing the the game of the what's my score, where where you might might look to play, I don't know if Carrie's Carrie's got a couple ready. We've got uh, Nathan Cooper and uh, and Steve Greensides. We're hoping that we cameras and stuff will work. We might have a game. Obviously, we've been teased a couple times about Randy's um, game and how that changed. So we'll get to that later. Obviously, the perfect game we know about. We're going to get to that story. But I think we'll we'll have a little game and then we can move on to some of that stuff. Does that sound? Oh, good? we want to do that now. Yeah, you want to Let's get. That. I can. Uh, you let you let you send him the link. Carrie, we'll okay. chat about a couple other things, and then once they're both in the back room, we'll she play gets... the game. Daryl's prepared to win this. No, he's hosting. I got this part. Yeah. yeah uh, Adam's got to get your scratch card ready. Everybody, go get your little card ready. Hey, yeah. could you put that back can up I, there so I can see the answers again? Yeah. Can I use paper? Is that allowed? Yeah, oh, yeah. you can use paper for sure. Oh, good. Yeah. good. If you want to cheat, you can use your app. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you Takes too app. long. Can you really do that? Three frames. Yeah, you can, yeah, you can put your app on there. Turn them all off his gutters until frame eight. No, Steve doesn't have camera, so you might have a hard time playing, Steve. <laughs> Send it to Mitch. Send it to Mitch Davies. He says, you know what? Why don't you bring Barbara? Well, that was maybe, other, that maybe was a different have a, re, uh, have a better chance. Beat him again. Well, we, we, got, we got one. I'm not sure if Steve... Steve can comment in the chat since he doesn't have a camera, but maybe we should... Uh, does anybody else want to play? You can put your comment in the chat here, and I'll I'll put you in. Uh, we got Nathan. He's ready to rock and roll. <laughs> he's he's ready. He's like, I've just been waiting for it. I want it. Yeah. What about Mitch? Let's bring Mitch on. Yeah. Mitch, Mitch Davies, who? Mitch Davies there. Yeah. Who's who's who who's suitable to play the game? But that's it. <laughs> we'll wait for one more person before we start this. Okay. Uh, what's my score game? It's been too long. Yeah, I might have, I might have to uh, take a back seat on this one and uh, yeah, see if I can too. throw this up here. <laughs> this was sent to us, Tim, from uh, <laughs> one of our viewers. Looking oh, good, fun. looking good. <laughs> yeah, 
What a dick. <laughs> uh, we did chat earlier about TPC. Uh, Randy, you are planning on coming to, to TPC? Yes. Yes, I am. Nice. That, Wait, that wasn't for sure set up until... For? Yeah, uh, three, but it looks like I'm not going to get one, so maybe I actually have to sign up for another one to try and squeeze in on the Saturday if I want to get three. Yeah, um, it's crazy. I signed up for all of them, and I might only get two. Yeah, Dex De- Dex yeah. is panicking because <laughs> um, he's like, I signed up for Friday. I'm not going to get in, so you might have to play Saturday afternoon. Saturday afternoon gets a lot of uh, influx, right? Because all those people coming and going, right? So yeah, but the eighty the the Saturday people is all reentries, so they're going to be quality people that are playing Saturday afternoon because yeah, there's only yeah. five six new people, so everybody's trying to get their last their their game in their but, spot but, in. Yeah. But and if you yeah. don't get it in early, then people will be switching around. It'll be people playing. It'll be it'll be it'll be a quality shift. I'm sure of it. Um, yeah, I I think oh, so. But it. there's a yeah. Uh, okay, Mitch is in. He said he's coming in. Mitch who? Davies. Davies. Okay. <laughs> yeah. um, the- but the thing is, like uh, Saturday morning, I think there'd be, even though there's not a lot of rebuys on Friday, there's still gonna be a lot of influx because the lakes up. How late Friday could go, even though we took a game out. Um, and then, um, you know, who knows, maybe some people might sit with their scores or whatnot. But it's just that the fact is, we only have five or six unique bowlers, Brent, for the first shifts on Saturday afternoon. So that's 74 rebuys already. And then, plus the ones on the wait list, you, we go through a ton of people that we have to go back and forth on, right? You do. It's a lot of work, but it'll be full of quality oh, players. We, we'll have full, but I, I think we'll go through that wait list. Yeah. I think, yeah, it's usually that way. Yeah. yeah the pro- problem with that Saturday afternoon shift is just pace. Oh, it's going to take eight hours. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but when it, five. You, like, like Daryl said, it, it's going to be full of, like you say, um, fairly quality players, right? The ones that have played the Thursday, Friday morning and just can't sit on their score so they're going to play Saturday afternoon because they might not fit Saturday morning right so you're, you're going to have a lot of your your second entry people in that shift it's yeah, not going to be, be it's not yeah. going to be your third and fourth entries right so i wouldn't be sitting if you're unless you're 20 19 and up right yeah. even, even less right there's going to be a dozen people in that last shift that'll be capable out of 80 people yeah yeah it's it's gonna be insane um yeah. so let's get this uh this game rock yeah let's play games we wanna... in. yeah let's uh, okay <laughs> let's bring him into the background or into the front let's let's see what we got oh see they're ready to go look at the shirt on davies he knows what's going on what's up fellas you ready, you ready to play some play a game here yeah here, we'll see if we can give you a little more room there. Yeah, well, you know, I can get out of here too with Carrie. So, no, yeah, you guys can yeah. all play. You guys can all. <laughs> oh, play. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't play very well. This no, game. I know. No, I know Tim, you don't. Tim, but you it's, should play. It's fun to watch you though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Tim will play for double. Okay, so here's how the game works. It's your what's my score? Last three frames, you've got eight, nine, ten. What's your maximum score? One thirty-five. One thirty-five. So I'll basically tell you. So the start is the eighth frame, then the ninth frame, and the tenth frame. Obviously, first one to put their hand up. Make sure you hand up in front of the camera so I can see you. And the first person to get three wins. There you go. Okay, here we go. Uh, 
13, miss 2, 555, 335. Ooh. I think Nathan, maybe? 41. Yeah, 41 is the game with the winner. Wow. I'll, I'll be the spotter, Daryl. I'll be the okay. spotter. Oh, Sounds good. <laughs> these guys came to play. There was four of them with fingers up faster <laughs> than we've had anyone so before. Is it, it, did you get these scores from your Sunday night bowling, Daryl? No. Oh, 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 oh. That's going to clarify. Yeah, that's a lot less chirping this week, ADB. Eh, okay, yeah, really yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Um, okay, next one. Four bigger, miss. Uh, one, one. Oh. Yikes. Uh... I'll give it to Mitch because Nathan won the first one. They were pretty oh, close. One twenty-five. One twenty-five. Yeah, you got her. Yeah. Wow. Oh, wait a sec. What? What? What is a miss? Who's bowling? If I miss, yeah. I probably pick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I miss. Out in Alberta, Randy. That's called the cherry. Hey, Mitch. <laughs> Mitch, Mitch oh, that, as well. Don't worry. Yeah. yeah. The, the cherry's it. coming up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's Alberta terminology for everybody. <laughs> Get on okay. board. Okay, we'll go. learn it soon. Uh, left corner spare. Left corner miss deuce. Strike chop cherry. That's Mitch. Uh, 71. 71 it is, yeah. Well done, Mitch. Wow. <laughs> this is impressive. Okay. <laughs> Does, does, does Randy have one? Does Randy no. have one? We're surprised because no. the guy with the math degree hasn't gotten some winning. <laughs> yeah. I think the, late, the latency think... on uh, uh, Randy's side must be the problem. He's he's all the way out in BC. Yeah. I, I think I, that, I think Stevie Greenside's probably is one, but he's just yeah. typing it in, and by the time it's taking to type it in, <laughs> yeah, it's taking the same. <laughs> Yeah. Look, when you when you do a math major, you only use letters. There's no numbers anymore. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Head pin, five, two. Strike, split, deuce, deuce. Ooh, that was Randy. Just oh, barely got you, it, Adam. It was not, uh, but okay. I don't know if this On my is side, it, it was. <laughs> okay. Is it 49? It is 49. That's what I had. <laughs> it is 49. He just got yeah. you by a split second on my Man. side. I'll check the video <laughs> later. Yeah. <laughs> Instant replay. You remember, I'm on Elon's internet, so I'm clearly right. <laughs> hey, ties go to the guess. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, okay, boys. Uh, strike. Head pin, five miss, double three pin. That was Mitch by a mile. Nope. Oh, I know it was Nathan. Oh. 68. Yeah. Yeah, 68. Oh, like Jeopardy, you just got to go quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> put it up before, before get, the yeah, question. Get, get the answer yeah. after you put your hand up. Yeah. <laughs> okay, here we go. Right corner spare. Right corner, miss, miss. Left corner, spare. Left corner. That was Mitch again. Uh, that was too late. <laughs> Wrong. Oh. <laughs> Let's go Adam. Let's go Adam. 69. Oh, That's right. <laughs> 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 Just throw it up there. <laughs> 
So every time Mitch gets it wrong, does he get a he point? Loses, he oh, should okay. lose yeah. a point. Yeah. Yeah. So he's at yeah. zero or you know. Talk. Those are the rules, man. Those are the rules. <laughs> we, we go. We make our own rules. That's how it works. Okay. Twelve miss miss, double chop cherry. Cherry's a three pin. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. That was Randy. I think it's 74. Oh. Adam. 68. Nathan. 80. 80. 80's the winner. Yeah. Nathan's uh, got three. Nathan's uh, got three. I think Steve Greensides might have got that one. For sure, <laughs> <probably>. <laughs> <laughs> we put it in. <laughs> oh, man. Well done, sir. That's that's the game. You guys were good at this one tonight. Guys came, ready to, came ready to play. Wow. <laughs> All right, who got two at least? Yeah, Nathan, I think. Nathan got three, or did Nathan have Nathan, two? Nathan, Nathan got three. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah. Sweet. Congrats. Mitch got two and then lost two, so he was at zero. <laughs> just keep guessing. Just keep guessing. You just gotta, you just gotta beat me, Coop. You can't let me win. Can you? Hey, you got the first four fifty. You got that one. Yeah, I, yeah, that's actually something. Uh, Coop and I have a little uh, ongoing bet over a number of things that we haven't done yet. We'll, we can talk about that later. <laughs> um, while we have you guys though uh nathan quick comment obviously randy mentioned you as being buddies and and playing lost together any comment about nathan and, and his game and him as a bowler uh, nice. just watching <laughs> randy bowl i think i've seen the evolution of his style like he's when i first met him in ybc singles in ottawa he had his arm coming all the way out to the side almost full extension then like five years later it was behind the back then I see him bowl the 450 and his arms are starting out the side and the back swings almost straight back and straight forward. So it's like almost one of those like 25 year evolution of bowling watching Randy bowl. It's pretty cool. Right. Neat. And, yeah. uh, and Mitch, um, you know, we obviously asked that question. You made a comment about, you know, I have any bad about Randy. I will say him too. If you want to throw a quick comment about Randy yeah. and, and his, no, I've, stuff. I've, I've uh, never known. I've not, I've known Randy. I mean, I, I mean, obviously not as personal as, as Nathan does or uh, pretty much a lot of other people. But I've known Randy for a long time, you know, a good 12 years uh, coming up right away. I've, I've played against Randy many years. And I've never known Randy as a guy to be angry or upset or uh, judgmental towards somebody or, or uh, confrontational whatsoever. Uh, so that, that does strike me as a surprise. Uh, Randy's always been a really good player, always been a recognized player as well. People always still would say oh that guy's pretty solid you know he just could never get the big ones right he can never get the wins but he's always been there so uh no I, I, as far as uh temperament goes randy i've never known you to be like that at all be interesting to hear randy's take and all that good maybe stuff. maybe we're gonna go there earlier yeah. than our perfect <laughs> yeah, game you're, you're going there yeah, yeah no, so, i'll, I'll, we'll do I'll be listening perfect. sure yeah but uh, thanks, guys, for playing the game. Obviously, good to see you both uh, chiming in there. Anything else from you guys before they go? Any, any Tim? I'm sure you got a you got a shot that you want to say to Mitch's face at all. I know you always back <laughs> behind his back, but here, here he is in front of him. What do you, you know, you want to say? To be honest with you, we were throwing shots today in our group chat all day today. So n n yeah. nothing like me throwing daggers when I don't see him in person. <laughs> <laughs> Fantasy board is upon us, all right? That's the most important part of the whole tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> free, free entry, free entry. 
Hey, and, uh, and I guess we can say who who wants Couchman to do a, a cider review. That's what we're yeah, talking about. I, yeah, I definitely think he should. You know, uh, especially at Sherwood Bowl where he'll go broke buying one drink. <laughs> Every, you know, jokes on him. Everything's a ten out of ten, right? I never seen. <laughs> yeah, that. Give it nine point eight. I don't know what it was. Um, you know, we 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 should say while we're on here that congratulations to Nathan on his twenty game championship. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, he did yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah, uh, he beat Mitch, I believe, in, in the last little bit. So yeah, I also had a foul in there, so Dexter shouldn't feel bad. Oh um, <laughs> you, no, you, no, you guys both should feel bad. But but didn't you win? You won by eight points. You won only by eight points or something like that, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah. So I, if I didn't so what happened? What happened in the tenth frame? Did you know what you needed, or what did you shoot it? Or I actually, not? I actually thought I lost, and I went over to congratulate Mitch, and he's like, "Congratulations," because I thought I only had him by I think fifty four going into the last two, but turns oh, out it was seventy four. Yeah. Uh, no, I I threw uh, I threw first, but I had control because I had a spare and nine, and he didn't. We were one lane. We were one lane over. It's an eight lane center. It's not hard to see somebody, but um, uh, he didn't. He had an open in nine. And I had a corner spare in, uh, in nine. And I hadn't thrown a strike since the third frame, but I had 219 and eight. So I kept hitting the side a fair bit. I stuck with a thin line that I thought, um, that I, thought I could stick with. I knew, I knew I couldn't finish any worse than second. So I said to myself, go straight at it, go straight at it. And I'm like, no, you've been throwing a good ball with this thin line. And I fucking shanked it. So... Good job. Hey, so, so for for many of you guys who don't know out there, I'm surprised Michigan just have like a deal for one two because that's what he usually does for a lot of those things. So he has no faith in himself. So uh. <laughs> I actually have experienced that before when we played the uh, dollar entry. Yeah. It goes down to me and Mitch going into the finals, and he we did the one two yeah. split, which yeah, was good because I was tired, so I got more money. Yeah, he's, he's such he's such a pussy, right? So he, that's what he does. That's what he does all the time. I'll, well, tell, you what, Tim, I'll tell you what. If I play in the finals, I won't offer you a split. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not worried. I probably won't see you. You can't get past Ryland, so I'm not really too worried about it. <laughs> I've, hey, I've won in your center before. Have you? What, what have you won? Uh, you won the Invitational. Oh, I was—I thought you, you broke your hand against Weber, so I wasn't too worried about that either. But, 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 but we, what we really want to know about the twenty gamer Mitch is—is uh, is what happened to Couchman? Why didn't he finish his? Yeah, we were like—I uh, guess we're—he like, <laughs> wasn't—he wasn't too messed up actually, which is surprising. But um, no, he—he he only had like five or six drinks. He was in a good attitude. Uh, I guess he did something to his arm or or uh, neck. And uh, he, pumped, he was pumping the CBD oil and probably a whole bottle of Advil. I was like, oh, man, calm down. Calm down. I know you don't have a soul and everything, but you don't need to take that. <laughs> and uh, he's like, oh, my neck is – my neck's fucked. My neck's fucked. And I'm like, okay. So he throws a ball. Like, I mean, slow. Like, I mean, slower than, like, Diane Violini. And I'm like, oh, my God. And he's like, I can't do it anymore, bitch. And he, just, he proceeds to play the whole rest of the game. I'm like, man, just fill out then. And he's like, oh, yeah, I guess I have to. I'm like, yeah, man, there's like seven games left. But that was two games after he had thrown a 125. I don't think there's a problem with quitting on a 20-gamer. I've been there. I've, I think I've... I, oh, I yeah. No, did no... we have an overnighter, Tim? And I said, I'm, yeah. I'm out at game 10. See you later. I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> but, but no, but in, in all, all right. fairness, 
But when you when you quit, you told everybody you're quitting after game ten. So I told everybody I'm not playing twenty games. I'll come play ten games, but I'm leaving. So don't be surprised. I think I made it, I think I made it to twelve. Anyways, let's kick these two out of here and get back to Randy. This is uh, Adam. Yeah. Is there anything you wanted to say to? Yeah, I, I could see you get yeah. two cents in there. Yeah, no, I, I definitely do. Uh, so are you ever gonna accept that ten k match or? Oh my god. Or, 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 or are we gonna play it and then you were gonna want to split? Yeah, I'll just split for five each. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a Mitch motto right there. Yeah. <laughs> Never turn down free money, Tim. Never. <laughs> I, 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 every one of your matches, I swear to God. Yeah. <laughs> All right, thanks guys for coming on. Yeah. Yeah, see you guys. <laughs> and shockingly, no answer again. Yeah. I saved I saved him from the embarrassment. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that was good. Thanks good. for uh, thanks for putting up with that, everybody. <laughs> yeah, get a little game action. I was impressed in the what's my score. That was well done. Well done, everybody. Yeah. I, like you said, uh, it turned out Randy Randy was having some internet connection, so we can just blame his latency problem, and uh, wow. his hand was probably up a lot faster than the rest of the guys. So. That's right. It's, it's clearly yeah. just the delay. <laughs> <laughs> Everything runs slower on Mountain Time. No. That's um, so let's true. Get into, uh, let's get into this a little bit, if you don't mind. I think we'll still hold off on the 400 story and that coming up, guys. Are you okay with that? And let's chat about... about um, you talked about it, uh, you know, some frustration, some anger, and you had some issues when you were younger, and you've come a long way. Let's let's dive in there. We'll let you lead the way, and where do you want to go with, with this, Randy? Sure. Um, you know, I've oh, I think a lot of people experience some form of anger issues, frustration issues with the game, especially in YBC when they're younger. It's very easy to succumb to that, and I did very, very egregiously in some cases. Um, you know, a, a lot of the a lot of the guys. You know, Mitch is a, yeah. You know, Mitch is a little bit younger than me. He didn't get to see me when I was when I was nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, coming out of YBC and going into the adult leagues, and. It's very easy, I find, when you're when you're isolated to your to your zone and your center and YBC, you're you're a superstar. Mm-hmm. Are right, just crushing comes up against you, um, and I I kind of went into the adult leagues thinking that I was amazing. I I thought I was one of the best bowlers who had ever played the game was destined to be one of the best bowlers and you know when that when that didn't happen i got a i got a harsh dose of reality that way i didn't take bowling yet um you know i one of my other hobbies is games i play chess a lot and when you play a game of chess if you lose it's your fault and you know it's your fault and so you you have to step back and analyze and figure out what you did wrong and then work to improve that. When you're bowling, it's it's a little different because it's very easy to fall into the trap of, oh, I just got unlucky. Well, for some reason, the brakes aren't falling my way. For some reason, I'm picking more than other people. I must just be, you know, unlucky in that my ball is drifting too close to the head pin. And you, and you, you, 
offset. In doing so, you you fail to address the fact act that it's actually you who's struggling and you who's doing something wrong and it's very easy to fall into that bad emotional pattern of getting angry and getting frustrated at what's going on um it, it again it may come as a shock to people who bowl with me nowadays um i i had a really really aggressive temper uh when i was when i was a younger bowler and it, it actually still flares up from time to time i i've done a lot of work on it and really gotten a lot of it under control whereas like you know i i, I can kind of turn it off and on as i want um but yeah i i was i was the guy who was kicking ball return every shot stomping my foot on every head pin uh just just, just you know you do you do two disservices to yourself when when you allow that type of frustration and that type of anger to to overcome you first you do a disservice to yourself because you're not being honest with yourself and you're you're failing to find uh you're failing to find moments to work on your game and instead just getting frustrated and just unleashing it all in anger and in you know in this emotional external display to try and let people around you know that you think you're better than what you're putting up right now. And instead of looking, you know, doing more introspective work and being like, what can I do to flee and, and turn it into a positive for yourself so that later on you don't make the same mistakes again. And I really did that to myself. But even more importantly is I did a big disservice to the bowlers around me because you know, nobody is a self-made bowler. You can't teach yourself how to bowl on your own. You're reliant on coaches. You're reliant on others uh, to run centers for you, to give you space to bowl, uh, to allow you to practice. You're reliant on your competition to, to be respectful to you when you play and, you know, w be graceful when they beat you. And when you don't, when you don't reciprocate that respect to them and be grateful to them when they win and instead just throw a tan they don't think and you're not going to get better and you know i i learned that lesson the hard way and throughout my whole 20s you know i was really i was really good coming out of ybc i was averaging 250 260 making tons of tournaments making tons of cuts not two years later uh i found myself not being able I think we might have lost them this time. At least. Oh, there it is. Yeah, no, there we go. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Um, uh, you kind of cut out about uh, um, coming out of YBC, being a really good player, making tons of cuts, and then a couple of years later, and that's kind of where you cut out. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I thought I was great. I thought I was one of the best bowlers ever to live. I thought I was destined to be a great one. And, you know, I didn't do it right. It turned out to be wrong. I spent the better part of the next decade not being able to break a 240 average. I spent a long time, you know, every every now and then I might make a, a club tour cut. Every now and then I might make an open. Uh, but I wasn't I wasn't putting in the work. I wasn't doing, uh, you know, the, the analysis of my game that I needed to and instead let frustration and anger take over 
and my emotions ruled me for a long time. <laughs> uh, you know, Mitch, Mitch, and some of the other bowlers in Ontario probably haven't seen it, but there are a lot of bowlers in Ontario who did see it. Uh, you you talk to some of the some of the older guys. You know, talk to talk to Jim Thorpe and talk to Jim Head, and they'll they they saw what I was like. <laughs> <laughs> they they can attest that I was probably not a very pleasant bowler to be around for quite some time. And so I guess you know. You know, approach your game with caution. It's good to have passion for your game. It's good. It's good to show that emotion, and it is good. It's okay to show frustration sometimes, but you have to be respectful of the people around you because if you're not, they're not going to help you, and you're on your own. And if you're on your own in this game, you're not going to get good. <laughs> um, what What led to the acknowledgement that you realized that you had that that issue that you that anger was ruling your game instead of uh, letting the talent come through, right? It took losing a lot. Um, they sunk in that, you know, this isn't just, it, it should have happened. I should have been able to pick up on it. But like I said, if, if you're, you know, maybe, maybe one tournament you get unlucky and you pick a bunch of head pins and you get a bunch of splits. Uh, but when you do it for tournament after tournament after tournament year after year after year it should start to sink in that it's not luck anymore luck luck is a zero-sum game you know you're you're going to get lucky some days and you're going to get unlucky other days so if you're not winning it's not bad luck it's something you need to fix about your game so it took took losing uh, like i said almost 10 years straight before i realized oh wait it's me it's not i'm not the greatest bowler out there (laughs) i have a lot of work to do to get there (laughs) Hmm. I wouldn't mind diving into the the anger side of that and that emotion because I, you know, obviously thank you for sharing, uh, Randy. That that's huge of you to say and recognizing that that was an issue and in, in, in getting better, but also just sharing that you know what you are an angry bowler at times. Um, you know, I was an angry bowler too myself when I was young, and I can definitely know that there was a handful of people in the Edmonton area that had bad reputations for being angry bowlers too. Ball returns getting kicked, hit, you know, you know, scoreboards getting smashed. You know, um, walls in the in the bathrooms getting punched, <laughs> kicked. I mean, there was, I mean, it happened. I broke knuckles. I mean, it it, it happened. It was, you know, anger was absolutely part of my game, um, and I just got mad at the, the world or the, the the thing to just because I wasn't I wasn't getting a strike. Well, it's not because I wasn't throwing a good ball. It's because I was just mad at the world. Was, ah, I should have gotten it. Yeah. That guy got it. And I didn't get it. Well, fuck them, right? And yeah. it was it, it was not a good environment. And I even got to the point that. I actually had to stop playing uh, league for a bit because anger ruled me every Sunday night I played. I'd take my shoes off after a game and a half and play with socks for two games. Like, who does that? Like, what a terrible attitude that was. right? And really, it was just the, the emotion of anger that got in there. So, um, yeah. you know, good on you for, for recognizing that. Did you guys experience anything like that too? How does that feel for you guys? Yeah, big, big time. Uh, your, your story really resonates with myself and, and uh, like, like I was with yourself, DB. Um, kind of coming out of, of YBC and I, I've had a chance to, to, to talk about this a few times previously but uh, I, I was a prick like I, I was an absolute asshole on the lanes I knew it I couldn't stop it um, nothing was my fault right it was always the lanes it was always you know something the approach it was always something somebody else's fault right um, and, uh, yeah, I, I'd, I'd kick ball returns. I'd, like, you know, throw balls from the back of the pit. And do, just do all, all the stuff that everybody absolutely hates, right? And uh, just kind of came to that, that, that 
tipping point where I, I think it was about uh, about the end of the first quarter and uh, of one of the leagues there on Monday nights, and I, I finally quit. And I finally basically said to the group, I said, I can't do this to the group. It's affecting everybody around you guys, around you know the, the, the league itself. Uh, I need to make a change. And quite frankly, I, I, I told myself I did not want to be like two people uh, within our bowling community. Um, and I, I finally came to that, that realization that I had to change. And uh, came back uh, to start the next year and uh, everything kind of came around a little bit. You, you start realizing that, that you can't be the focal point of a, a league. You can't be the focal point of, um, of negativity around the league. And uh, yeah, it, it took a long time. I'm still dealing with it. Right, I, I still get you know very passionate on the lanes. I, I still want to punch something when I, you know, when, when I you know <laughs> plow or whatever, right? Especially in a big shot. Uh, but you, you have to realize that it's more than just about yourself, right? It's yeah. about the other people around you. It's about your other competitors. And uh, what you're saying, Randy, as well is you know it, it, you're you're bowling for your community. Though that community is there to support you as well. And if all of a sudden you shun that community, there's zero chance they're getting that support back. So uh, your story really resonates with myself. Uh, it actually brings a little PTSD um, <laughs> as well. But uh, no, I, I really appreciate you, you know, sharing your story. Yeah, um, and, and you know that that community will let you know too. I mean, I I got a comment one time, and I won't I won't say who said it because you know, appropriate or not appropriate. I was I was leaning over to pick up a ball one time, and the bowler on the other side to me said it's a shame that such talent is wasted on a bowler like you. And like, I wow. knew that I, that I had a hot temper and I knew that I was upsetting people, but like that, it, you know, it stings. And to, you want to be part of this group. You want to be part of this community and to have it. And, and this was a well-respected bowler who said this. So like it, it meant a lot. And you know, you have to take a step back and think about it. Like, man, what am I doing? Like, mm -hmm. what what's the point of playing this game if nobody cares if I win or lose? Right. So I, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I can I can I can sort of touch base on like, I think we all were a little bit hot headed when we were younger, to some extent. I don't maybe not Carrie. I've never really seen Carrie ever lose his his marbles. But um, but I I think honestly for us out here for for myself it was just in a sense of entitlement. And I, I will say that and completely because, uh, and it's no different. Maybe Adam can attest, and Daryl had success too. We, we you, you, when you win a lot of things growing up in the youth program, and then you're playing an adult league, right? And I'll be honest, the league that we talked about was our Wednesday night match league. Um, it was, it wasn't like it was. We were ever uh, told not to do it. It was actually, it was a ton of us that. We're able to smash shit and break things and lob balls. And it was very common in some it, of those leagues for was, a few years there. It was, bro broke, it was very broke, common. Broken, in, broken no. walls, broken tables. Things are absolutely being smashed. I remember Gino. I love Gino to death. Gino broke his hand on, on a table at Bonnie Dune, and he had to finish his last two games with a broken hand because, well, that's what Gino does. But it was totally enthralled in us. And I – and I – and maybe maybe it was the wrong way, but I think the tip our culture's a lot changed now out out here. I would say, um, and I, I think a lot of it, honestly, for me, was more involvement into the bowling center, um, taking my master course because, and because if 
if I'm going to be around kids or if I'm going to have that course, I can't be saying that example. I always believed in that. And then um, even though we all have our little bit of outbursts once in a while. Um, and then the other one was uh, association stuff. You can't be acting like a meathead and, and, and be a part of associations, right? So it, it, it all goes down the rabbit hole like that. But uh, I, I think we've all been there at some point And it just a matter of time before we, I guess, mature, right? So it's it's kind of neat hearing your guys's um take on stuff like that and i definitely get the whole frustration the anger thing and maybe it's my bringing up through baseball and being a part of a, a competitive scene in a team format where if you if you showed outside anger if you showed any of that you didn't play right mm. you you went home you didn't get to compete you didn't get to play be a part of practices none of that stuff and then I wasn't very good in YBC. I was mediocre. And then coming into bowling after that whole thing kind of ended and actually being half decent at bowling, I, I always I still to this day when I'm playing bad, you can just see it like I boil. I, I get so mad, but I'm just I don't show it because that's the way it was. You, you didn't show it because you didn't want you didn't want to be sat. You didn't want to be sent home and not be able to play anymore so that that's i guess probably where that comes from and maybe maybe it has to do with not being very good in ybc and coming up and thinking that you should succeed so early and stuff like that definitely there's a lot of factors to it right but i i, I definitely get the anger and frustration because uh -huh. i can still feel it yeah, I, I, <laughs> it drives I, me up the wall i will say though i think once you realize or there is that realization of of how you can control your emotions or anger or whatever it is, you become a better bowler. There's no doubt about it. Uh, as soon as you start, stop blaming the lanes and like Randy said, you figure out, hey, you know what, it's not me. I gotta figure out a line, I gotta figure out a, maybe it's my role, it's maybe what I'm doing this and that. Um, I think that's what's changed out in our community a lot because there's a lot more talking about how to fix something than and complaining about the lanes, right? I think that could have been one of the smartest things that Tim has said in 116 podcasts. <laughs> once you learned, like we could roll the roll a tape back and one says that. Once you learn to control your emotions and not have anger, you you become a better bowler. That's exactly what I was going to say. Is once you learn to realize to control your emotions and yeah. you totally do so, right. So, you don't so have to let anger. Don't let anger into the into the equation. Don't. There's no reason to get mad. You're playing a game and you're enjoying. You should be enjoying yourself. Sure, a little frustration, but don't get mad and to that to that point. Don't allow that in. That's just that's just negativity that you just can't allow in. That's so so I think that's kind of one of our our issues that. that well, as Tim mentions as well, it, it, it has changed over the years, right? We, we all grew up watching that stuff from a YBC day, and these were the best players that were out there, and we're mimicking everything they're doing because we want to be them. Right, and that that's where you know for the you know so-called professionals on the you know the WCBT tour and uh, all these national events. That that's why we have to take it so seriously, and why we have to you know behave on the lanes because we don't know who's watching, right? I I watch my son all the time at one of these events, and he mimics everything the next time he goes out bowling. Right, <laughs> he mimics myself. He he mimics Mitch now. He does that stupid shark claw stupid thing right like it's they, they they recognize everything 
right? And they want to be the best, and they they're do. watching the best. So uh, that, that's why we really have to, to, to adhere to our high standards to make sure that next generation gets better than we are, right? Yeah. I love this, Jeff. Uh, a little bit of humor in this uh, yeah. serious topic. I love it. Uh, you should be working on the anger issue it's instead so true, of becoming but, a fat boy. Um, but I mean, I mean, out of all of us, we've all made our cuts and we've all made our national championships or provincial championships. And as soon as you see the one guy you're playing against get angry and hot and start acting out, I'm thinking to myself, oh, it's over. I got that yeah. one in the bag, right? Yeah. And it's you're, you're already like you already you, you go for blood. Like it's just it's automatically instilled in you. Like, and you're not the one. You're not the one doing it because you already know how to com- calm your emotions, right? So that's just how I, I've, I've looked at things over the last few years. And obviously things have been good for me, I think. And I just it, – experience, I think, experience. Well, I haven't you, seen Tim throw a chair in a while, so. <laughs> well, you know those players are going one of two ways, right? Either they're, they're gearing up and that's kind of like their reverse psychology to go or they're in deep trouble and you, you basically have them by the throat, right? Yeah. I so for, remember, yeah, go ahead, Randy. Sorry. That's exactly. I was gonna segue over yeah. back to you. Go for it. Well, I I remember back to a match I had in a in a Masters cut, uh, and I was playing against Jeff Young, um, and we were both struggling like crazy. Head pins, head pin, head pin, head pin. I, I think the two of us probably put up more than more than twelve in a, in a single game match between the two of us. I was getting angry. I was getting frustrated. He was frustrated. But he was channeling it better than he did, and you know, I let I let him walk away with a win against me. With I th- I think he threw a one seventy something, like a one sixty five. And there's you know, the, the the difference was I was getting frustrated and not realizing, hey, this is still a close match. You don't have to bullet two eighty here. You just gotta you just gotta pin it out. And and he and he beat me, and he deservedly so. You know, that's you're right. A, a very strong bowler will recognize when they found a weakness and they'll press it. They'll they'll dig in. And they will make sure that you are punished because they know you're weak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> a boxer will know when to give an uppercut or a knockout punch instead of just giving a whole bunch of jabs. They'll jab at mm-hmm. you until they're ready to give you the uppercut. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so for you, Randy, now how how is this approach, or what like what are you doing to practice this, or recently, like how does it you know moving forward and 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 whatnot, like how's uh, recognizing that the game has just gotten better. Like, how recent are we talking that this is a conscious effort for you to be, uh, you know, being more relaxed and enjoying the game versus getting angry and frustrated? Know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Well, long term, I've, I've been working on it for probably ten to twelve years. Some, but you know, I was in my mid twenties when I finally realized it, it was when I stepped away from the game a little bit, and I was only bowling like a geek here and there in the odd tournament. And I realized I need to try and have more fun doing this because otherwise, even if I even if I get good, I'm gonna hate doing this all the. Uh, I would say probably just the last five years, it's been it's been a lot better. You know, even even at an open qualifying, um, I want to say back in like 2014, 2015, I was getting frustrated how I was bowling. I actually picked up a chair like I was gonna throw it across the bowling alley because I was playing so poorly. Fortunately, I didn't. I, I kind of caught myself and put it down. Uh, but it scares everybody. And, you know, you have to... It, it's, it's just not fun. And so I, I would say the last five years, I've, I've still had the odd moment where I feel like, you know, hitting a ball on the ball return. 
I haven't. I, I also broke my hand once. I haven't done that in a long time, which is <laughs> out. It's not easy to bowl with a broken hand. Although I did, I must say, I did get really good at making sure I punched things with, with my non-bowling hand. <laughs> even high fives. I learned, even high fives. I learned, yeah. even high fives. I, yeah. I, I learned that one even faster than not getting angry at all. Um, but yeah, it, you know, it, it, it's a recent thing. And, and I'm still working on it. You know, anger is a weird thing. It's, it just makes your blood boil sometimes. And you, and you, you feel like you're out of control. You feel like you, you have to hit something. You have to... You have, have to burn off this rush of energy that you've had and it's kind of it's learning how to channel it in a way that you know you know disperses the energy that you're feeling without actually disrupting or causing you know unrest to the the environment around you I think Dex ended up uh, kind of mentioning that one time too it's just that you know five pin bowling there, there is no like formal outlet that you can get rid of, right? It's not like hockey where you can go out and, you know, body check a guy and just kind of get rid of that that negative energy, right? I remember Collingwood had their punching bag for, for a little <laughs> bit, right? Like it's just, if there was a little bit more of an outlet, maybe that would have helped. But uh, thankfully, I have seen a noticeable, you know, positive change in that over the years. Maybe we just I need mean, a safe room, right? Don't you need a safe room yeah. so you can just go and scream in? <laughs> like I'm picturing calling it upstairs if we could have gone to the back. Like can we I, go to yeah, sure yeah. Bowl into the back room or into the hey, little storage room, bathroom or something? You can do whatever right? you want. I'll just into the along. WCBT players lounge? Yeah, is, yeah. There a, is, there a, is there a broom closet or something somewhere? I'll, can... Yeah, I'll just I'll just flip it around the lock. You just won't get out. That's all. Yeah, a whole bunch of padding kinda, on the did, walls. Yeah. But you know, I I, I kind of want to know what the best. I don't yeah. know what is the best blow up you ever seen somebody do. I want to know that. I, I think. I mean, besides Mike Herbert, right? Let's be, let's take him out of the group, right? But 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 what I want to know what the best blow up you've ever seen somebody do. Oh, that sounds like a top five list. Yeah, this is. Let's turn it around to something positive, right? Top five. Hmm. Yeah. Positive? I don't know. <laughs> well, top, yeah, don't know. top five best, best blow ups. Yeah, shaming, shaming. Yeah. I don't, know. I don't know. I've seen lots of lots of shoes. I've seen a bowling alley or a whole bowling alley bowling tossed. Alley. Bowling bowling ball tossed. Um, yeah. Hmm. Haven't, we, haven't we seen a clock tossed? Right, smashed. I heard of, I heard I've seen one smashed. smashed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, lots of lots of bowling balls tossed. Lots of shoes oh, yeah. ripped I, off to the back wall. To, yeah. to, the, the the Herbert bag toss uh, thrown out the car, uh, the bowling center, and landing on a car driving down the street's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a pretty good one. That was um, outside uh, the front doors at Neb's, wasn't it? I don't know. Well, it was somewhere. I think that's what the story it was, is. It was at Nebs, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm just thinking of a few guys around Edmonton. I mean, Schultz has had a few. Johnny's had a few. Lacoussiers. Like, I mean, there's some guys that have had some good Evan, right? Like, yeah, yeah. There's there's been some local guys that have had some good blowups. Yeah. Yeah. Broken hands. I broke my I broke my knuckle in the semifinal. Or no, that's on the Saturday, Friday uh, at Nationals, Open Nationals. Luckily, we won, but I couldn't play the next day because my knuckles already out to here. Yeah. Right. Like, how dumb are you in the in the Nationals, right? Playing in the finals yeah. and you can't even fucking play. Oh. Like. Well, yeah. Um, what about what about Gino throwing the ball down the highway? We talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. To, Tossed it down a parking lot and it jumped the curb and went down the highway number one. <laughs> <laughs> 
and he had to walk down the highway to get his bowling ball, and it was just yeah. that, that was in the open. That was yeah, hilarious. That could, have, that could have been bad. I I yeah. I broke in my hand at bowling, and I'll I'll say this: I'm still feeling the effects. I can't do can openers. I can't do any of that stuff properly. I, I, it's it's still and like if you look at my hands. It's like it's they're not like that's, that's still not the same. So. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, you guys uh, keep punching stuff. Eventually, there won't be many well, of you left. We don't yeah, do that anyways. Don't. Dumb. Yeah. <laughs> of I think we've held off enough, guys. Do you think we, maybe we should start to talk about uh, the autumn opening experience for for Randy Main there last couple of weeks ago? Yeah. So, so Randy, have you? Coming into the tournament, let's start from the beginning. Did you play the doubles uh, the night before? Did you play what shift did you qualify in? Let's start from scratch on the autumn open experience for you. Sure. Uh, let's let's start. Let's go back about nine months before the autumn open. So you know, as you guys saw, uh, and, and as Nathan alluded to, my style has changed a lot uh, in recent times. My arm swing used to come so far out to the side, just uh, completely sideways. Uh, so much so that friends who went bowling with me joked that I was the. <laughs> Dang it. For Tattered of Prey, because I think I had the oh, other arm. It was, it was just a, I don't know. Uh, it was a completely ridiculous style, and, and my accuracy went in the tank. I couldn't, I, you know, sometimes I would find it, and I'd hit the middle a lot, and a lot of times it was just a mess. And so I took I took the pandemic, actually, as an opportunity. Fortunately, in BC, we didn't get fully shut down like other places did. We Our bowling alleys never had to fully close. Leagues couldn't play. Uh, they had, you had to have really strict, you know, number city limits, but we were able to go out and bowl. And so every week I went to the alley and I said, I'm going to make my arm swing come behind my back if it's the last thing I do, because I don't see myself having a, a good career for the last, you know, 10 to 20 years that I'm able to play the game well uh, if I can't fix this. And I, my first attempt to do it was absolutely atrocious. My body was just like, no, you, you don't bowl like that. Your natural swing is out to the side. My, my shoulder would hurt. I couldn't line up properly. It would turn everything. It was time. Tear it all down and just start over. With my arm at my side, I'm not going to swing it. I'm just going to use my shoulders and my body to direct the ball where I want to go. And I did that. And the first time I did that, I played an eight-game practice, and I shot 24-33 for eight games. <laughs> oh, I thought, okay, that's weird. <laughs> what, I, what is happening right now? I, I, I'm not doing anything. And so I thought, okay, it's probably a fluke. I'll keep going out and trying it. And week after week after I was hitting, I was carrying, uh, things were looking up. Uh, so I just kept doing it. And fast forward to Autumn Open, I had no intention of bowling that style going into that tournament. I thought I was going to develop something before then, uh, but it was just it was just working. And so you know, don't change something if it's not broken. Um, and I actually I actually qualified with my first shift. Uh, I had just flown in that day, got off the plane, went to my B and D, stopped in quickly, went to the bowling alley, and shot the twenty one low twenty one. I don't remember exactly what it was, but. Uh, and I was happy. My, my goal coming into this was to make the cut. That was all I wanted to do. Uh, and I figured if I make the cut in the first time out there bowling a completely new style, a completely new region, I don't know anybody here, uh, I'll be happy. So, you know, that, that was satisfying. Uh, I did attempt to qualify again, actually, at the start of the Saturday uh, afternoon shift and said, you don't have to throw. You'll be fine. 
you need 14 guys here to pass you in this shift. It's not going to happen. I said, I would hate to come down here and miss the cut sitting on the bench. So whatever. If I make the cut with that score, then this shift is free anyways. It doesn't matter. Uh, and I'm glad. I'm kind of glad I did because it, for a while there, it was actually looking like my... Yeah, it was 11. 11 I, my 21-12 might not make it. I think, I think with two games... The cut average was actually higher uh, mm-hmm. than than my pace, my average. So I, you know, I was worried. I wasn't bowling well the second day, so I spent the whole last two games, probably to the chagrin of the people I was bowling with, just running back and forth across the bowling <laughs> checking yeah. scores, watching <laughs> scores. Sure yeah. I'd be doing it. the exact same thing. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> I I just became a spectator that day, but you know, fortunately made it. Um, and then. One other thing that I experience when I travel sometimes, I don't sleep well all, all the time when I travel. That Saturday night, I went home and, you know, I, I was full of energy. I made the cut. I was excited. But I decided I'm going to go to bed early. I got, went to bed as soon as I got home, probably like 11.30, and slept for 90 minutes. And on 1 o'clock, I was wide awake. And I could not get back to sleep. So I, prior to bowling that, that top 40, I had, I was working on 90 minutes of sleep. Um, and I, I felt like garbage, but you know, it is what it is. There's nothing I could do at that point. Pop down a five hour energy drink, drink some coffee and, uh, hope, hope that you can find something. And, um, I didn't. <laughs> I bowled. <laughs> I bowled absolutely terrible the first five games of that day. I, w- I was hitting. I was hitting a lot, actually. Uh, I just I couldn't carry anything. My ball was so flat that, you know, you name it, and it was happening. Power chops, 12 counts, uh, you know, blow-throughs. Def- I had a couple of deflections, even. Just I-, I made multiple ball changes just trying to figure something out, and nothing was working. Um, and then going into that game six... I I had I think ten fifty per five. I've just just atrocious. It was right home about at all. <laughs> and I thought, you know, I'm just I'm I'm basically here as a spectator now. There's nothing there's nothing to do but to sit back. I was bowling with uh I was bowling with Kerry, uh, who eventually won the tournament. I was bowling with Gino, he was also bowling really well that day. I was just gonna try to get up, throw my shots and get off the lane. Uh, I don't remember a lot from the perfect game, oddly enough. I I remember coming back after the third frame and looking up at the scoreboard and seeing that I had thrown a triple, and I think that was the first triple I had thrown all day. So I was like, oh, <laughs> look at that. A little, a little late, but uh, yeah, it's, it's something to, to be happy about. And then I don't remember any, any of the shots I threw up until uh, the ninth after the ninth frame. I think maybe the, there was one strike in there. I, I'm trying to get the full footage from Mark. He's supposed to be sending me a USB in the mail, but I haven't got it yet, so I'll have to reach out to him and see if that's coming. I'm pretty sure there was one strike in there that was real skinny. Like, it had, it had no business hitting the middle, but it did, and it went. So, uh, And then coming back after nine, I didn't know how many strikes I had thrown. I, I, just, I then looked up at the board and was like, oh, oh wow, I've actually thrown the first nine, and... I'm glad that I did that because I've never made it past eight before. I probably would have felt a lot more immense pressure on the ninth shot uh, had I known that that's how many I had. Then the heart started racing. I was, you know, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, we've all felt, you guys have all felt 
before. You're you're panicked. You're like, oh my god, I'm I'm actually in perfect game. I went to the back, uh, in out sat down, and I was I was doing like breathing exercises. I mean, I didn't know any breathing. <laughs> childbirth. You do the like <sighs> just, just anything to try and slow my <laughs> slow my heart rate down. Um, which worked for a time, and then I went up in the tenth, and of course it starts racing again. And this, uh, you you often imagine what it's going to feel like to bowl a perfect game, you know, especially if you haven't done it before, and you you imagine it from the perspective of somebody who's spectating, somebody who gets to watch and be excited with you and and cheer on every strike. Well, it turns out when you're actually throwing it, you don't get to experience any of that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it is it is a lot more work than than it should be. I spent the whole time just trying to keep my my nerves down by saying go through the exact go through the exact same motion every single shot from every little detail. Pick up your ball the same way. Wipe off the ball. Put the towel down on top of here. Put your foot up. Take a breath. And you know it, it might seem ridiculous to to be focusing on all those things but at least focusing on all those things i wasn't focusing on how nervous i was and i wasn't focusing mm -hmm. on how fast my heart rate was going and so you know you just i'd done it nine times already i was seeing my spot really well that game for some reason all i was doing was getting up to the line and juicing the ball with as much fingers as i could and make it roll over that spot and so you know i was able to kind of calm the nerves uh the tenth the tenth one i i pulled the shoulder up a little bit but you know i usually hit left pocket and that was fine because if i tighten the shoulder up a little bit it's just going to go right pocket and i'm okay <laughs> uh i don't i don't think i threw a better strike all game than that from it but i did <laughs> didn't because i was like i would hate to walk away and be wrong <laughs> uh, <laughs> did, did you want to uh, while you're talking through this did you want to watch it randy and then relive the moment <laughs> Yeah. 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 That, I, you know what? I, I, I kind of thought, thought I might, might do that. Do that so. So. Yeah. For sure. I can, I can, Hopefully everybody I can, can see that. I can hear an echo of myself. Is that, is that uh, unavoidable? unavoidable? Um, I'm not too sure. I don't hear an echo, so it might be just on your side. Okay. 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 It might, it just, might just be. Let's, let's, let's just go, go ahead with it. So this is obviously you going up for your tenth strike. This is the 10th strike, yeah. And, you know, and just, just exactly, exactly what I said, I said before. before. Taking, taking a breath before, before I step, step up. up. Doing, doing the same, same routine. routine. I usually, I usually blow on my hands and hands moisten it, moisten because, it I, because I have hands. This uh, uh, instance, instance, I, uh, I uh, my hands were my so, hands so clammy that I was trying to try them off. How about now? Yeah, let's see, that's a bit better. It's just a bit of lag, it's okay. Um, and then, yeah, so I, I tightened the shoulder a bit on that one, crossed over to the right side, it was fine. I actually leaned back to somebody here. I don't know who it was. It might, it might Alan, Gino, Anthony, somebody, and proclaimed to them that I had just bowled my first 400 game. <laughs> I looked up, and it was just like, oh man, what's happened? You know, I, I can't stop now. I've got two more shots to throw. i got a shot to throw the perfect game. Uh, and then this shot was... You know, th this was gold. I did, you can't. I don't think I can throw a better shot than I did here. I'll, I'll let the video speak. So, Levin was a beauty. <laughs> you're repping your Toronto Metro shirt, eh? 
That was nice. Yeah. Bomb. It was fun to watch the splatter at Paradise. Strikes were so pretty to watch at, at Paradise. It was just this last strike is something else. Yeah, so I dropped this ball. Not not terribly, <laughs> but I definitely dropped it a bit. Uh, and, and at that point it was just it was just prey. I mean like okay, I hit uh, I you know that corner. That corner was nasty. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't and then I didn't went. want my first perfect game to be that tense. <laughs> and then it went. Yeah. And I, I, and now at this point, I can start to kind of let the emotions come out that I've been suppressing for so long and get to enjoy it a little bit. You know, it was it, it was a little weird uh, knowing that that game still didn't put me in the cut. And, you know, I, I kind of just became... I kind of... <laughs> I kind of became game wonder there, but you know, it it didn't matter. It was such it was such a good achievement that you know it. I, I didn't need to make the top sixteenth, no. right? That was. Yeah, I you, think you, I recall. I'm good. I can sit down. I think I recall when you were on a seven or eight bagger, and I was maybe watching on fifteen, sixteen, and looked over, and you're on. So I walked over to the score sheet, and you you did have a thousand fifty after the five, and I was like, where is he? 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 <laughs> right in the middle now. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I I don't I don't know this for sure, but I was because I I was sitting after the ninth frame still right in front of the scoreboard and i'm pretty sure somebody walked up to the scoreboard and said something like oh no it doesn't matter (laughs) (laughs) it it sure does yeah (laughs) well it was awesome to watch (laughs) awesome to watch and awesome for everybody else too i mean there was a couple of other attempts and some good runners and you know good on you to to win it and it didn't go to somebody that we knew a whole lot so we didn't have any hard feelings at all so we were super happy for (laughs) for randy to win it right yeah yeah. um but it was it was great and actually yeah go for it i think there's a little story here i'll take this time to yeah i'll take this time to talk very quickly about the little little friendly bet that i always had going on with nathan cooper um for the longest time like he i hadn't thrown a 400 obviously until then uh and but i had thrown over a thousand for three quite a few times actually and he had never done that so we had the challenge to uh see if he could throw the thousand triple before i could throw the 400 game which he did over and over and over again and then he even broke 1100 uh just like a month ago with yeah. a 448 game so he had his shot at it and stuck the corner on the last ball. The very first thing I did after bowling that perfect game and kind of doing the lap of congratulations, I walked up, I snapped a picture of the game, I sent it to him and said I beat. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. And <laughs> but I hear there's a little bit of a story around yeah, we, we, we're, uh, making a few bucks that day too that uh, <laughs> you're quite happy to hear. Oh yeah, so I, I, you know, I didn't know how the perfect game pot worked. Uh, I didn't put in the first day. I, I didn't know how I was gonna play. Actually, prepare to play like absolute garbage and just, you know, I paid my money. I had an experience, and I get to go home. Um, so I, I didn't put in a lot of pots. I didn't try to find a lot of doubles partners. I, I think I might have put in for singles once, and then the second day, uh, I was actually just putting in. Uh, doubles with uh, oh, I don't even remember who I played doubles with uh, 
Oh, not important. Um, and I, 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 forgive me, I don't know the West Bowlers. I don't know the ladies who were sitting behind the counter uh, taking the registrations there. But one of them said, why don't you play the perfect game pot? I was like, fine, sure, I'll put it in. I'll <laughs> take my money. <laughs> uh, and so if it were not for that, it, you know, I, uh, not in a million years did I dream I would have bowled a perfect game at that turn under those conditions uh being being tired and it being my first event uh, uh just completely unexpected don't know how it happened still don't know how it happened but it happened that's usually when it shows up right yeah um <laughs> i've been i've been fortunate enough to throw one and like the first one was just totally unexpected we were playing masters at toppler and i wasn't playing good at all and was lucky enough just all of a sudden through a perfect game and everything felt great to not a bad shot in the bunch and the game after that was complete garbage but you throw the the 12 great shots that the ones that matter and it's just weird how how it shows up like i know adam you were chasing yours for quite a while and you obviously threw yours during open qualifying so yours was probably a little bit less unexpected because you're probably playing good at the moment but yeah my masters i was playing complete garbage and then just threw one yeah and, and you, well you play two hard houses i mean you got leduc was super tough and toppler yeah. is super tough too at it that was time, time. Was, yeah. yeah 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 <laughs> so people people told me that uh that um paradise there is actually a bit on the tougher side for houses uh in that area i don't i don't know if that's true yeah. It didn't seem true. I was like, this, the scoring here seems pretty okay. Definitely better than what I'm used to playing on. But. <laughs> Mitch, yeah. Mitch said it was tough, but he's used to mountain. So. Oh, that's, that's who I heard it from. So. Yeah, Paradise has always been great scoring, except for the two years they had a little bit of an, uh, a blip in there. That was two mm -hmm. years, about five or six years ago. But Paradise has always been great, and, it's, and there are no black bases like they're one of the few centers that don't, and they have great scoring. Yeah, I have no, mm -hmm. never had a complaint, sir, ever. Just a little extra conditioner these days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lots of conditioner. We uh, any any guesses? Will you take a, a a guess if there'll be one at the TPC? How many games did we talk about earlier? They're playing that day. Right, R roughly if they fill out like based on 265 entries would be 2500 games of perfect game pot eligibility 2500 games so so a what's the this, well here's the question what's the highest score single game to be thrown at the tpc i say over 400 that's easy. Thanks. Thanks. Jesus Christ. Oh, you God. think so? Uh, really? A 400? Uh, uh, didn't they have I'll, three that year? Yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll say, like, I'm not fourth, anything under a 435. I think I don't think it'll go to 11. <laughs> Cody, no better not be a 438. Does somebody rip no. a three pin on the ball? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'd be Mitch See, if that was anybody. What's, what's everybody's guess? There you go. Let's get some comments. Yeah. What's everybody's guess for highest score thrown at the TPC? Lens close, 237. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I, I'm eight, calling 440 four, four, with a plow. Oh, you're 440? 445. I'll, I'll say 440 with a miss. Hmm. I'm going to be confident and say it'll happen again. I'm, 
Well, is it with, is it with or without it's a, a good leaner? Good juju, I like it. <laughs> is it with or without? No a leaner? leaners, no leaners, okay. no leaners. Then, then, then I want to say four thirty. Thirty, eh? Yeah. Dex, four, what about me, Cindy? Fuck. Dex is gonna throw a four forty-eight. No, this will be the time that he actually probably throws a perfect because he's been he's come and do. Well, with or without a foul, like if he gets a perfect, that... yeah, yeah, it's still four thirty-five, bud. Yeah. Well, he he ended Sunday night with a, uh, a house or no, just a street shoe on his uh, pusher. So. Oh really? He wrecked his. Yeah. Right uh, shoe? Fi- fi- finally gave away. Oh, well, his shoes have been needed. That, that comes with the uh, the good bowler. Yeah, right. <laughs> you blow Four, shoes or garbage 47. shoes. A lot of, Dougie, lot of that, fours. Yeah. That doesn't and even fucking happen, Dougie. Like, what? Like, you can't get a four forty-seven, dude. I have, four, four, I have a four four. I have a four four seven. Oh, yeah, you can. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that was my first attempt. <laughs> I've only had two. Uh, okay, right, back to what's my score practice? <laughs> yeah. yeah. What, what, what are we? Uh, what are we predicting? Uh, cut line to be. 25. So last year, what? Or sorry, the last time it was run, it was what twenty two hundred. Twenty one ninety nine. Twenty one ninety nine, with yeah. two hundred and sixty four entries. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, so only a few more entries, you would think, right? So. Well, what's your max, Tim? It all depends what Thursday is. <laughs> I know, but what what is the max if you fill all your shifts? Okay, two fifty six for Friday, Saturday. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then bonus on, on Thursday. Thursday. So you're going to be right. 280. Maximum 48 or maximum 32? Well, whatever we can get in there. Up to 48. Right. Yeah. Right. Up to 48. So 304. If yeah, I go and play Thursday, you'd give away my Friday shift. Yeah. Because you're primary? Well, yeah. it's past the primary right now, but. But that would yeah. be the assumption, right? Yeah. yeah. You've already played your one shift. You have to go down to the next guy who's a re-entry. It's sort of backdoor, yeah. backdoor way of getting a third shift in, right? Hmm. Twenty-seven forty-four, Lenny. That's a little, little high. Well, it's not. It's not Timmy's Masters. <laughs> um, I'm. I'm gonna say Sherwood's a little bit tougher this year than it was a couple of years ago. So. I think it's going to be roughly the same, 20, 2,200 on the nose. I think 2,200. Very few, like, I don't think the 20 entries makes a huge difference, to be honest with you. Um, I really interest to see how the approach is. Like, the synthetic lanes with that many people in there will become heavier. I will say that. So. So what's your score? I, said <laughs> I think 2,207. I, I said 2,200 on the nose oh, right okay. there. Yeah. I think it's going to be just a little bit less. I think 2196. 2196, yeah. yeah. I've never played there. I have no idea what scoring's like there. I, I, I you just you seem like a numbers guy to me, so can you <laughs> extrapolate a number for us? Yeah. Out of 280 uh, entries, what do you think? Yeah. Well, it was well, 2199. Okay, well, I'll use the only data that I have in that you, you all made predictions of what the cut would be at... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, at autumn, and I I believe Tim got it closest. I think he said twenty one hundred on the nose, didn't he? Yeah. So so I've got I gotta give it to him again. So I'll go twenty two oh one. It was one higher. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which, you know what, Randy? Yeah, you brought up a good point. Nobody gave me credit for that. Thank you. <laughs> no, I didn't hear it either. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to go back to the video and rewatch that because yeah, I, I don't was, believe I'll, he was the closest. What, what did I guess? <laughs> and 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 prices right rules. I didn't go over. You didn't go over. <laughs> That's how you won. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. So what else, uh, Randy? I mean, obviously you're coming to TPC. We're looking forward to that. What does the rest of the year hold for you? Obviously, you know, WCBT, more events. What's what's on the horizon? Obviously, you got a big fat check there. Um, every flight is booked for every tournament across the country for the next two years, or what? <laughs> uh, you, that that might be where it ends up going. You know, the I actually had no intention of playing any tournaments past the autumn, depending on how it went. I thought if I come out there and I play terrible, you know, there's no reason to pay a bunch of money and go do it again somewhere. Uh, but you know, that's that's not an issue now. Uh, I'm fortunate to be working somewhere where my boss is basically like, you know, if you need time off for a bowling tournament, it's yours. You just tell us when and you can go. Nice. Uh, and so yeah, I'm gonna take. Uh, this opportunity to try and play as many tournaments as I can. I, I'm hoping I can hit all four. Uh, I, I don't know for sure if that'll actually happen, but you know, the next ones are is booked already. I will be there, so uh, I'll, I'll try and carry it on as long as I can. Although I've, I've also tried, don't want to try and uh, get my get my hopes up too much that I'm going to come and do a repeat or something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, if, if it's if it's okay, I actually I, I made a bunch of notes here because I have ADHD, and uh, I figured that going through all these questions, I would probably miss something. There was one story I wanted to tell uh, about the uh, about the Master Senior win uh, that I had back in two thousand and two. I, I don't know if that year is correct actually, but it was it was close to that. It was near yeah. the end of my senior term, and I was bowling with Kevin Cripps. And um, the format of the tournament was you played four games. Uh, both scratch and POA, you were put on. You were ranked twice, and then at the end of the four games, whichever side you were higher on, they put you into that group, and you played the next round. So we, if you had a high average, you were pretty much guaranteed to go on the scratch side, which we did. Uh, so the next round, um, yeah, I, we moved into a new place, and we're just using the landlord's internet right now, which is not bad, but it's not great. Uh, so we went into the next round, which was three games, team versus field. You played. Uh, the people on your pair and oh come on internet uh you're back and we were going into the last game we were we were down we were down one point going into the last game there was one team we needed to beat going into ninth we were down about 10 or 15 sticks we're down a ball their their ybc bowler went up and threw a strike in nine they were bowling ahead of us so we're down a ball and now they're on a strike kevin was up on for us and he went up and he left the nastiest set of aces just solid it was at nebs and they were free fall at the time uh and we're just like that's it you know you're you're down a ball plus a mark and we've just thrown aces it's over and he was so upset he picked up a ball barely set up at all he just goes up reefs it at the left two pin which goes all the way across out of the gutter tackles the tackles the right corner like nothing (laughs) to spare the aces he comes back just on fire, just screams out. I don't think I made a noise. I was just in disbelief. I had already resigned. I was like, we were done. That was it. <laughs> but he spared it. And then they, you know, they, their master went up and tanked the 10th frame. I think he went three pin through the hole on their strike. And just all I had to do was go up and throw a couple marks. And I did. So, you know, if, if he doesn't spare that, we're dead. 
and he did. And I don't think it was a bracket, 32-player bracket for the finals. I don't think he missed more than two or three strikes. It was it was Baker Baker's format, I should mention. Uh, I don't think he missed more than two or three strikes in that final. We threw almost 1,600. Did the story get in? Well, with that all being said, we have reached the, the two-hour mark, and we see your internet saying enough is enough. Uh, <laughs> right. But, Randy, this is been unreal to get your insight into especially the mental game and your career and how it all came around and to literally pack you home with ten thousand dollars in your pocket pretty much um it it's uh crazy how how the story comes around right you you finally got paid for all your hard work and uh (laughs) all the perseverance right yeah We'll see. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that within the next 10 years I can be playing as, as well as, you know, some of you guys out there. I know I, I'm not quite there yet. There's there's little glimmers of hope that, that my game is really getting good again, and I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, I can at least have a few years. Well, he's definitely on the right path, and seems yes. like he's oh, got the right sure. attitude. Right right attitude, right path. Playing, wants playing to come. at the highest level yeah. again before my body call it. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Yep, yep, hoping so. Awesome. Well, uh, Randy, we'll we'll let you go. We'll wrap this podcast up. Once again, thank you very much for coming on. And uh, don't spend all that money in one place. Spend it out here a few more times. And uh, (laughs) you never know. Maybe you'll pack some more money home. So There's something else going on late Saturday night at the TPC that you could probably use a little bit too. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Keep it in yeah. your pocket for that. <laughs> Guaranteed, yeah, put the I'm 20 bucks in too. for the perfect game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I will put it in as soon as I get there. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah. Thank, thank you guys for having me. This was wonderful. I've, I've loved watching your show. I love what you guys are doing. Uh, I, I think this is the right way forward for the sport. Uh, we, we really do need some, you know, I appreciate the vision being put into it and the ri- and the risk that you guys are taking, you know, trying this because, you know, there, there's, there's no guarantee that this was going to succeed. But so far, it seems like people are engaged. It seems like it's working and it's really driving people back to the sport. I hope it continues to do so. Yeah, perfect. Thanks. Thanks, Randy. Thank All you, right. Randy. Have you a good one, Randy. Thanks, everyone. Awesome. That was uh, kind of... Partway through, took an unexpected insight into um, kind of the mental side of it. Again, uh, we've we've kind of constantly ran into that throughout all these podcasts, right? You run into the the mental side, the frustration, the anger, um, the other stuff involved in the five pin bowling. Like um, most people say, it's seventy percent mental, thirty percent physical. It, it may be even way higher than that, right? Mm-hmm. It, it was well, great. Tough. Just... Emotions so creep in from all over the place. That's just what I was gonna say. It just it's an emotional roller coaster at times. So it was awesome to have him share it with us. It um, it was just great getting to know Randy. None of us really knew Randy, and it's nicer to to get to know him, especially if he's gonna be coming on tour. Uh, we can finally put a name to a face and and uh, and get to know him that way. But uh, as for the the mental side of the game, it's even us listening to other people on the podcast i find that we can resonate with them or we can learn things from people right and um hopefully people can learn from what randy said today or for what we said today and and we can uh we can be better right yeah yeah and it's you know he's not alone 
he's, he's not, we've all gone through moments of frustration and anger. And I think a lot of the players in the game definitely do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you said, Tim, your line was, you know, control, learning, once you learn to control your emotions and anger, then you become a better bowler. And that's a, a big pinnacle moment for a lot of players to, to not get mad, not get frustrated, just get better, just be mm-hmm. better. I definitely remember living that uh, that that roller coaster back in the day, and uh, boy, am I ever glad I kind of you know got off that roller coaster and kind of at least went on a more positive path and and try try to bring that around you know the people that that were you know in my inner circle there as well. So uh, mm-hmm. the other thing that I thought was really cool is uh, that that was you know his first ever four hundred. Which is yeah. always going to be like the super memorable, and uh, I just wanted to find out. Like, do you guys remember your first four hundred? Yes, I remember my first four hundred because I listen about it every occasional from uh, Kevin Shelton. I uh, shot a four way at Bonnie Doon during uh, four step singles, and then he shot like a three seventy, and then I'm losing that year for singles. But I remember shooting a four hundred. It was like an eight bagger chop spare, I think it was. Yeah, hmm. Bonnie Doon. I remember probably, I think Sherwood Bowles, my first 401, then Skona, 410, something like that. I can't remember mine. I, I wasn't in a good place when I was throwing them, and just, it, it didn't mean anything to me, really. 450s yeah. meant something to me, 400s didn't mean anything to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't remember throwing it, but I know what it was. It was a 403 in my last year YBC, and I threw three 400s my last year. Wow. So it was a... That num that number sticks out more to me than the actual numbers I threw. I think four three four ten, and then yeah, I couldn't tell you what the other one. I think maybe it was four hundred on the nose. But yeah, the, um, obviously, um, the higher the number is, probably the more it sticks into your brain for sure. Yeah, I just think that that first one always kind of that that first big game you get finally get over that hump and. I remember mine was a 415 uh, topper, seven bagger chop spare bang out. And I was, uh, and this kind of, you know, brings me back a little bit too, because I, I was actually bowling with Ann Norris. And oh. uh, Ann Norris, if anybody, you know, remembers uh, Ann and Ken, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, definitely a little bit more reserved. And I was not at that moment. So I was definitely very young. So, um, yeah, no, that, that, that was a very, very cool moment and uh, super supportive, you know, people around. So, uh, but yeah, no, I think everybody kind of remembers that first big game or the first big triple or, or whatnot. And uh, Randy's going to have that memory for, for the rest of his life. Pretty cool. I do remember my first big triple. There's one. Uh, it was 990 for the Bowler of the Year Faxin tournament that they used to have. <laughs> remember that? No. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was before your time, Tim. Wow. Yeah, it was. Before I won it. I won it. That's all I remember. I was bowler of the year for. I don't remember if it was a C five tournament or if it was a proprietor's tournament. Not sure what it was, but you had to qualify in league or something like that. But yeah, nine ninety triple. It was pins over average too. I'm pretty sure. Pretty cool. Yeah, very cool. Um, all right. Um, so a couple things I want to hit on before we close this out. Um, Michaela Turner is still looking for uh, people to take part of in her master's project. So please, please, all these people listening and watching, please sign up for her her master's project. This is a huge help out to Five Pin Bowling. It's anonymous. She doesn't write your name in the book if you don't want 
that to be disclosed or whatever, please take part in it. Um, she's looking for one male, one female from every province. I know she's probably not even halfway to being full, and she has an open day tomorrow for interviews. So uh, contact her so you can fill out the consent forms and get that into her so she can get this thing um, going and get her master's, help her out with her stuff, right? We always talk about we're a family, we're a, a community. Well, let's put those words to work. Let's do it. Um, all right. I do believe we have a draw, five pin apparel draw. <laughs> Who do you think's gonna win this time? I know Adam probably Not got me. his stuff in there. No? <laughs> <laughs> of course I put it in. <laughs> you, got, you, you got your pants coming. What are you, yeah. size medium? Medium pants? Uh, yeah. Appro <laughs> approximate. Le left leg? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we have anything in his size. That's the problem. Oh, wow. <laughs> it kind of like your ego. Oh, well, my God. Yeah, a hat can't fit me, yeah. <laughs> Oh, Michaela says but. two of each. Two females, two males from each province. Come on. All right. So here's the five pin draw. We got 21 entries. Good luck, everyone. <laughs> Thank you. There we go. The winner from the What's My Score deserves yeah, it. So there you go. you go. Perfect. He deserves it. <laughs> two and one. Have we already sent him a hat? I can't remember. Um, He did win something. I couldn't tell you... When, he, where, he, he 116 the, podcasts, who knows? He, he won the Weber membership. Oh, right. That no, he no, could, could, didn't could utilize. Because <laughs> yeah. of us COVID and Alberta. A, and he has a new tournament idea, I see there. $1,000 20-gamer. Uh, it's called the $1,000 Invitational, and you could have joined. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it could be 20 games. No. <laughs> yeah. Imagine was playing it, was like 13? how many guys, yeah. Thousand dollars for a twenty 14, game marathon. Games. Who would pay 14. a grand to play twenty games? Not this guy. <sighs> well, I'll tell you what. Line line should be about ten dollars a line, so I can tell you that'd be tough. <laughs> be two hundred dollars right there. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. I think that's everything we need to wrap up. Is there any? Oh, uh, press conference next Wednesday. We haven't finalized um, our list yet and contacted everybody, but uh, we're going to try and get that rock and rolling. Pro League this Sunday morning at 9 a.m. for uh, everybody to tune in. It's um, Timmins and T Bay playing Grand Prairie round robin, so some pretty good matches there. Did you like the fist pumps and the... Uh, the that was oh, great. They were awesome. Tim, <laughs> Tim's is the best one out there. I was like, I just, yeah. I was get this photo over with, and boy, was I wrong. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll be getting some more uh, photos of that at TPC, more photos of everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, they're awesome. I, I really like it. And then uh, Friday at 5, uh, Mountain Standard Time once again, will be the final video of the 8-Gamer. So you get to see who gets crowned champion, take home... Uh, a few thousand dollars and is the first virtual eight game tournament that we've run and maybe we'll be running in the future again so stay tuned close that chapter alrighty well thanks guys and uh, we'll talk to y'all later, later. Have a good night <laughs>